What is up, Fence fam, and welcome to the Fence Expert Podcast, a podcast devoted to anything and everything fence. Whether it's tools, guests, or answering your fence-related questions, you've come to the right place. This podcast is sponsored by OZFence.store, your one-stop shop for all your fencing-related hardware. Right now, they're offering a free shipping of $150 or more, and if you use the discount code PODCAST, you can save 15% in addition to the free shipping. With all that being said, let's dive into this week's episode. What is up, Fence fam? So good to see you guys again, virtually, as it were. Hope you guys had a great week. Uh, here in Southwest Missouri, it's a little bit soggy. We got a little bit wet this week, but we're not made out of sugar. We didn't melt, so all is good. Hope everything is going good for you guys. If you guys read the description, you know who today's guest is. The one, the only, Mr. Fence. What's up? Sean, how are you? Let's go. I'm fantastic. Fire <laughs> it up. Come on. You've got some big news, but I, oh yeah. we're not going to share it yet. What we're going to do on. is we're going to let everyone at home guess what in the world is your big news. <laughs> so if you guys are at home watching, drop that in the comments below. Let's hear some guesses. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because with Sean King, you have no idea. I mean, it could be anything. Well, that's the thing. That's it. Well, yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, Sean, when you texted stupid. me, you're like, hey, when we we're talking about you coming on, you're like, I've got a big announcement. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. He goes, you, and you said, uh, do you know what it is? Like, I have no idea. But it could be, <laughs> it could be anything. Like it could be, it could be a new tool, it could be like a new company. Like, that's not unheard of. It could be uh, it could be like you teamed up with Elon and you're gonna go right. fence to the moon or something. Like well, you never know. You know. We did we didn't start with SpaceX, so we've got his attention. <laughs> SpaceX tool did that by design. Uh, I love no, it. so guys drop uh drop drop some guesses in the comments below and we'll bring those up and chat about them. First of all, let's say hi. We gotta say hi to Roger. Roger has been here for half an hour. What is up? Roger's always there early, is he not? He's, I know, that's the thing. Well, there, a few weeks ago, we hadn't seen him in a few weeks, and we almost sent out the search posse just to make sure he's okay, but then he, he came back. So, Oh, my gosh. But then also, he says, hello, Sean, as well. All What's right. up? You know these guys. Aloha, Fence. How we roll. I like the, the channel the, chain, the name change there. How we roll. I love it. He's Actually, up. and so Josh just had a Josh was just on Dan Wheeler's podcast. Great podcast. Yep. If you guys don't listen to Dan Wheeler's podcast, you should. The Fence Industry Podcast. I That's like right. Josh's uh, interview for sure. They so there's like a company up there. He was talking about. Actually, he said he took you there. Seven generations. Yes, I can't. That that I can't make that make sense <laughs> in my head. You know what I mean? Like that—that's a lot of granddad's fencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So three years ago is like fifty-five for us. So it's like okay, another three would be like nineteen hundred. Like they've been fencing since the eighteen hundreds or something. Oh my gosh! You want to talk well, about was fencing I don't know. back then? I barbed wire. I guess I don't know. You got you had to keep the uh with the wildlife in them. Block rocks. Rocks was probably yeah, <laughs> probably. Joe River says, hello, fence fam. Straight arrow fence in Florida. Florida is already representing. Yep. It's always Florida and Texas because here comes, you know, this guy, Kenny Dugan. Happy Easter from Texas. What's up, Kenny? Good morning. Good morning. We also know this guy. 
the one, the my only man. Cannon Johnson. My man. He was just at our place uh, yesterday. I he saw that. Yeah, yeah. He said, even though Sean's not here, still get treated like family. Yeah, I love it. That's when you know you've got your culture figured out, is that <laughs> you don't even have to be around and people still get treated really right. That's right. Shane says, shout out from the th 317 <laughs> team GSFC in the house. Good cool. Shepherd Fence Company in the house. 317. I was getting ready to make up something like GSFC. Oh, What's up, yeah. Shane? How are you? Shane likes some abbreviations. <laughs> Acronyms. This is a guy I know. What's up? A fellow Joe. Joe Robles is uh okay. insurance guy here in Springfield. I thought you were the king of fences, Joe. Well, there's already a fence king, Joe. So yep. we get yep. we can't step on toes here. We're, there's room for all of us. All right, and then Bo says, Walla Walla Fence, tuned in. Walla right, Walla. We know this guy, Tony Thornton. Good morning, up, gentlemen. Tony? Good he's morning, a, Tony. He's probably flying somewhere right now. He, yeah, Tony, if, if you're currently flying, be careful. Like, yeah, don't, like, attention. navigate first, right? Like, that's there, there's a rule in there somewhere about navigate first. Always do that. Aviate, navigate, I don't know. So, Roger uh, says, hello, is it Rogers in this? He said hello three times now. He wants to make sure. Roger, so, hello. But Roger's always taking care of us and reminding everybody to not forget to hit the thumbs up. And that's right. Whether you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube or LinkedIn, there is some version of the thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> Whether you like it or if you're on LinkedIn, if you applaud, I think that's the thing over there. Whatever. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you get to you get. A notification each and every time we got new content available. Ah, I haven't seen. I haven't said that one lately, so it gets a little jumbled in my mouth. James Westbrook is here. The Gatorator Three Thousand. Good guess. Good guess. Maybe. It maybe. Could be it. Could be it. Uh, Tracy Henry. Good morning. How are you? Ken says Heather and Sean are getting married. Well, uh, well, that's already been released. Yeah, yeah. That that announcement's. That, that one's already, I mean. That already shipped. Yeah, the, the physical announcements are have already been shipped. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, And then he said it twice, just to make sure everyone, it, all right, your, now, your uh, now, guess has be been counted. If he said uh, they are already married, now that could be. Oh, that. Good. I don't know. That would be an announcement. So <laughs> I'm not ruling it out, Ken, not oh, ruling it out. Man. Uh, Cannon thinks you might be pregnant. So, I mean, I will just, that, right, would we'll be, just, that would be a huge announcement. Well, that would be a massive. <laughs> and I don't know that we would make that announcement here. Like, I don't, I don't know if this is the right platform on, for that. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be in a fence business anymore. If I could figure that one out. Well, yeah, it would be in a science journal, I think, or a medical journal. Right. Yeah. Brady Crow says, good morning, everyone. Let's go. You bet. You bet. Um, uh, Maybe RV and big tour. Well, Sean is in an RV, so maybe I like I like where this is going. Sorry, insider info. I don't. Maybe. Gosh, you just gotta wait like everybody else. Maybe, maybe. Tracy says Sean King sitting in his new RV. He is. Is that where you're at? It looks pretty slick there. I I am sitting in an RV. That's right. Mobile I office. I like well, mobile office. So for real. Uh, when we were still doing in-person consults, I was legit looking at one of the Sprinter vans and just setting it into, turning it into a mobile office. I like, I'm tired of like right in the front seat and I got my laptop like 
kind of on the middle console, but it falls yeah. off sometimes. I had a printer in the passenger seat. I was like, this is redneck is all. Like, we need to do this better. <laughs> and so then we got a uh, we got a Ford Sprinter for our stain truck. And as I'm driving that thing around, I'm like, huh, I could put an office back here. I saw, actually, I saw a guy that had a version of an office. And I'm driving. I'm like, yeah, I should do that. Just have like a desk back there that's bolted down. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, I used to do it with my truck and my laptop pulled out between estimates, but yeah, never really thought about having a mobile office where you could just sit back there and crank it away until you go to the next appointment. Yeah, so I saw I got that from a landscaper. That's and then he could pull up to a job site, hang out with the guys for a little bit. He gets something that needs his Dang. attention in email, hops in, logs in, does the whole thing. That's a great idea. And think about the advertisement for the side of that sprinter van. It's a lot of surface area to run. Oh, it is a rolling billboard. Absolutely, because those Sprinter vans, the one we had was pretty long. I mean, it's pretty good size. Never thought about that. It's, I'm thinking now, maybe Old my estimator's office. We're outgrowing our office. We might need to buy him Sprinter van with a with a rear office, and that'll be his mobile office. Yep. Terminal. And wow. I mean, think about it, in terms of an office, not a bad size. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? No, it's I've, like those things are awesome. Yeah, they're not, yeah. and they listen. They drive very nice. We had yeah, one with the uh, Eco turbo 2000 or something huh. it uh it drove really good it had the eco boost uh bentley it may maybe sean got a bentley okay. i got a dog dog named bentley a dog dog named bentley all right jonathan says hello everyone from northeast ohio ohio says jonathan that's also how you spell ohio see that's why that's their chant i think is because it works out ohio really well. If you get if you mean an Ohio fan, all you gotta say is OH and they will scream back at you IO. Just to prove <laughs> I think it's just to prove they know how to spell it, but I don't know. Uh John Bowdy's what is up, Ghost? Bowdy. What's up? Rowdy Bowdy. I got that one from uh Tom Reaver. You used to call him Rowdy Bowdy and it stuck. Dan Wheeler's here. Oh, Dan? Dan's in the house. We're just talking about you and your right. uh podcast this week with Josh over at Aloha Fence. Good morning to you as well. Miguel says, Lorraine, Ohio in the house. This is awesome. My two favorite fence pros brothers, Joe and Sean. Blessings family. That's right. Miguel, fence family. You. That's the thing is we're all one big fence fam. I mean, we That's call right. it that for a reason, right? Yep. Ryan says, good morning, guys. Send, Send it. it. I love Ryan. it. I love it. It's, it's some, okay. It's Amy Seymour. Okay. I, I butchered that name. It's yeah. a me. It's Sammy. It's probably just one of the, anyway, that's a nice camper. Here's the thing though. Sean's new to the RV world, so he's not going to fight you yet for calling it a camper. But once he get, once he's in this life for a little while, you do not tell guys with coaches <laughs> that they are campers. Uh, this, that will, that will lead to some hurt feelings. I don't know. Well, that's just cause you have, give it a little bit, give it six <laughs> months, Sean, and you get a comment about a camper and you will be very quick. To uh, correct that this is a motor coach. Oh, geez. We'll I heard see. that one. So, uh, Todd Scolsey says, Good morning from Boston. Good morning, Todd. Well, good accent. I, my best. I don't know. I don't. That's your best right. attempt. Yeah, that's it. That's my best shot at it. Iris says, Hello, everyone. Hello, Iris. Stony Creek Fence. Rowdy Bowdy says, What is yep. up, goats? Thank you for viewing us on both channels, John. Hey, seriously, John's the one I talk about. You guys should follow Stony Creek Fence because when I'm talking about going, doing live video and getting comfortable on video, I reference John all the time. 
just doing his project walks. That's right. Uh, you guys should follow him. I like it. Roger says, hey, Sean, are you teaming up with Tony Thornton? Maybe. That could be it. Oh. That could be it. Michael Bain, what is up? Joe Everest, Orange, Joe Everest, Orange oh. is looking good. How's the boot game? What's up with the boot I game? I can get Let's him up it. here. Oh! Boot game is strong. Actually, sure everyone I talk to talks about these boots. Oh, Sean's getting ready to show us his boot game. So, these things look like Cayman. Like, they really look like Cayman. They're actually just stamped leather. So, everywhere I go, everyone's like, oh, great work boots. I'm like, listen, they're stamped leather. They're actually less than my Ariat. So, anyway, Sean, what's your boot game looking like? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty strong. And it, this could be a clue. Maybe I'm going on tour at a country music band. Oh, what, do, Sean, don't give it away. Don't I'm give it away. Saying, we got to let him guess for a little while. I'll give my cowboy hat out next. Yeah, that's right. I've seen you in a cowboy hat. Not <laughs> bad. When you were over in Nashville. Yes. Aiden says, hey, Joe, what is up, Aiden? Okay. So, someone already guessed this. Thomas said oh, he's starting his fellow country Thomas. band. He's going on tour. Dang. All we can say is maybe. We haven't revealed it yet. We will reveal it shortly. In the boots. <laughs> I love those new boot goofing videos on TikTok. Those things are hilarious. Absolutely. Zach says, Zachary Griffin says, morning all from Straight Arrow Fence in Florida. Another Florida boy. Good morning. That's the truth. All right. It's, uh, what, what were we talking about up here? I always forget kind of where we're at. We've got, oh, that, oh, this is the motor coach versus camper discussion. Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. Uh, is it a true CRM software for fence industry? God, I hope so. Maybe. Why <laughs> would that be great? Like, Lord but maybe. Mercy. Come maybe. on. Here's the thing with CRM software. And the first one of them that kind of figures it out for the fence industry will wow. just win, right? They will win all the tokens. They will make all the money. Yeah. Because the, the frustrating part is it's always trying to figure it out right? or trying to Frankenstein it together with like two or three other things. That's right. And it's just. <laughs> And I understand what it is. Like, they're good at this thing. Yep. And then they try to do, they try to be more encompassing, right? They either figure out the CRM or they figure out the proposals or they figure or the out drawings. the scheduling. Yep. Scheduling. And then they try to do Pictures. other stuff. Like, I don't yeah. know if it's going to take, like, I think probably what it's going to take is like a holding company that just starts acquiring these. Ah. And then puts it together. Sign Maybe. me up for that. I would like to be part of that. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what they're trying to do now is like through integrations, which is yeah. okay, but, but integrations never quite work well. And they all have, they're separate companies integrating, but they all have different uh, goals, ambitions. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right? Well, and, well, so. And even if they play well together, they're still just like tacking something onto their main thing. All right. Like, well, that's you right. can play with me, but this is my thing and this is how it's yep. going. I think that's yep. what it's going to take. I think it they needs are. to be a holding company that acquires a couple of these and then just makes them play well together. I like that. Maybe. But if there's, but if someone could figure that out, Sign fantastic. Aloha fences. Froylan says, hi, Sean. He met up with me while I'm vacuuming my truck out. Okay. Oh, Froylan. Okay. What's up, Froylan? Michael Bain says, he likes your boots. Good looking boots. Ah, Tracy Henry also likes the boots. You either hate them or like them. Love them. <laughs> Nick Smith says, Smith bought 
Smith Bop Fence, Uxbridge, Massachusetts. Man, I hope I didn't just butcher that. It, I'm pretty confident you did. It, I, I'm sure I did, but it looks right. It, yeah. I pronounce it phonetically. So, Nick, welcome. All right. Let's tiptoe into the news. All Let's, right. We'll get there slowly. So we're going to add, add. Oh, I got it. Uxbridge. All right. I'm one for like a million. All right. So we're going to add this to the stream. We're going to do some different stuff here. Keep in mind, guys, I'm a fence guy that tries to do technology. All right. I think right. that looks good. It looks like a postmaster. It does. It does look like a postmaster, but that can't be the news or else there'd be some no. pretty upset individuals. Right. That that would be old news, man. Yeah. yeah right. Right. I don't think that's the news, but I do see. That is the newest version of the X-Men. I like right. it. So the X-Men. Because that's, I mean, full transparency, Sean, we've talked about this. That's why I never really got into the X-Men tools because we're almost exclusively Postmaster. I yep. understand there's Lifetime and there's all these other posts out there. We like Postmaster. That's what yep. I don't like that they're almost 40 bucks a piece now. Right. And two years ago, we were paying eighteen fifty for these things. Oh, my gosh. That sink in. So That's nuts. That's Luckily, not. we bought a couple thousand of them when they were a little bit lower priced. But anyway, but that's why we hadn't used the X-Men was because right. we couldn't figure out a way to make it work. And and all truth be told, this is not the first X-Men that we thought we had figured out for the Postmaster. So we had the model before this. I think we had nailed it. Um, but we designed it for the way that we use the Postmasters, which is backwards from the way that Postmaster recommends you use them. Yeah. And I didn't even think about trying to use our X-Man Postmaster version on Postmasters the way they're intended to be used. It didn't work. So back to the drawing board. We had to reinvent the Postmaster X-Man um, and uh, to where it work on both sides of the Postmaster. So you can do the crazy thing that Sean does, run them backwards, or you can do them like you're supposed to, run them forward, or, or the way you're supposed to. Um, and then we still, we don't want to have a custom X-Man because we don't want you to have to carry two of them. Yeah. So this X-Man is, uh, works on both, um, 4x4s and Postmasters. Um, this is not, I'll go ahead and tell you guys right now, this is not the big announcement. Ding, 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 ding. This, this is, is just a preliminary update. What? This is the opening announcement. Just like when <laughs> right. you have bands, you got openers. Right. Actually, so technically when you have big concerts, usually there's a couple openers. Yeah, so this is there's an one that's like playing when everyone's getting seated, <laughs> and then once everyone's got seated, there's another guy a little bit better, a little bit louder, a little bit faster, right. just getting people warmed up, and then the main act comes in. Yeah, the other advantage of this X Men is it's it's those people that have the X Men is probably a year or two old. This one is beefy as all get out. Like nice. you could probably use it as a ramp on your trailer to get your MT eighty five off. <laughs> I don't not saying you you can, but it's close. Yeah. Right, right. Let me go back a few just to see. So, Sean, so that is that finger like just holding it in line with the Postmaster? It holds extremely well. Yeah, there's a couple of those fingers like that. The sandwich set goes on very fast. It actually works better on a Postmaster. It does a four by four. Like it literally just snaps right on there. And it's no kidding. Yeah. Well, because I've seen them work pretty well on four by fours. So at Sating University, I watch you uh, use it with some fence you're building. So, yep. Yeah, this, this one works even better. Works very, very slick, very smooth operation, fast. And then this just keeps it right in line with the top. That top, yep. Uh -huh. Nice. So everything's top down measurement. You know, the only way to use an X Man is to 
builds your fence with a top-down type of construction. Yep. So it's, you know, not for everybody. So you line your tops. You make sure yep. your tops are all either set to hide or cut. Yep. I'm not yep. here for that yep. argument, but yeah. But this so works. And then the once you set it on there, it's ready to go. And then, you know, across the country, we've had feedback. People run different reveals, you know, four, five, six, four, five, six, seven reveals. So this one X-Men does all those reveals, um, as well as there's some guys that like to put their rails an inch down uh, from the top of the post intentionally. It's by design. Hmm. So this will actually do that as well. So those four, those okay. five, five, five different options. Um, so it's, it's fully adjustable, it sounds like. But it, yeah, so no moving parts. I've learned my lesson. Uh, okay. Why the straightaway doesn't have a leg that kicks down because moving parts means guys will lose nuts, bolts, brackets, yeah. hinges, whatever. If it yep. moves, if it adjusts, what's going to happen is they're going to lose that piece or break the adjustment. And then they're going to tell their boss, well, I, I quit using that two months ago because I lost the nut. Yeah. So, well, no, they won't say that. They'll just say it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Why so, didn't it work? Well, it doesn't work. Yeah. So we okay. try to build everything at Mr. Finn's Tools uh, with the thought in mind that this thing can be used as a hammer. <laughs> this thing <laughs> can be used as a ramp. Uh, it's going to continue working. I'm, I try to make them as bulletproof as practically possible. Sure. Uh, so there's no moving parts, but it, it is a, it does accommodate those five styles of fence. Yeah. So then, do they just order according to what they're what they want their reveal to be? Nope, nope, nope. So it's uh, so there's if you zoom in on that picture at all, there's like a uh, fish scales. I almost call it in the center there. You see those little hash marks, right? Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Those laser cut marks. Uh, you yeah. can't really see it in in the middle of that X Men, right? Dead nut in the middle of that, yep. and at the bottom. And at the top, there's marks. And those marks are indicators of where your uh, top of your rail goes. So okay. if you're running a seven reveal, then you run the top of the rail at the, all the sevens. So in the middle, there'll be a number seven. At the bottom, okay. be a number seven. At the top will be a number seven. So there's no thinking about like what number, like 22 inches, 27 inches, none of that. It's just if you run sevens, you run to sevens. If you run six, you run to six. If you run five, you run to five. If you nice. run them at one inch down, you run them to the arrows. I mean really tried to keep it simple super straightforward <laughs> excellent so. well and this kind of works out because in the description when i scheduled this in the description one of the links i put there was mr fence tools so there is this go. is this live on mr fence tools right now uh we're producing them this week okay so, so shortly still back ordered we've got uh i think we have probably i mean we've had people order these in the past two weeks that we're they're waiting on these to get done so okay, okay. Uh, we're a little delayed because sure. it, it's a process. Every every time we make a tool, an adjustment, you literally don't. It's surprising how often we make a simple adjustment and it screws everything else up. And we're back to the drawing <laughs> board. I and mean, that's happened multiple times. I really thought this would be a simple bam, bam, fix. And then we end up screwing up this or that. And uh, we won't know until we build it and we try it to really find out if it works well. So that's why the delays are in there. You can order it. Yes, it is on back order and we're gotcha. producing them this week. So well, that kind of answers this question. Well, Corey first said it's not powder coated in, well, I'm not going to say that word blue. All right. <laughs> so how long before they reach production? So it sounds like in the near future. Yeah. We're producing this week and then we got a powder coat the following week. So we're okay. going to, Oh, they are going to be powder coated. Yeah. They'll be powder coated blue. Like everything else. Yep. Uh, okay. This, All right. So that answers Corey's question. The prototype right here. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, Sean, you probably have a better idea of this than I do. I don't do a lot of vinyl. Eddie wants to know who's the top vinyl fence manufacturer these days, Certainty, Buff Tech, 
I don't know. Well, I don't. We don't I, do vinyl. I can confidently say you, if you were to, if you were to classify that by volume, that's Barrett. Okay. Barrett Outdoor Living, from what I've been told, is uh, by far leading the leading the industry in, in producing. Okay. Uh, the conversations about top vinyl. That's a lot of uh, personal preference. On sure. You know, some people are better at X, and then some people are better at Y, and others are better at Z. Yeah, uh, you got to figure out which what your needs are, what you're looking for. And in vinyl fence, there's so you got white vinyl fence, and you got wood gray vinyl fence. You have economy vinyl fence. You have yep. decorative vinyl fence, and then combination of vinyl. So, like, what type? I don't know. Like, when it probably depends on company. where you're located too, like yeah. regionally, like what what you need your how you need your fence to perform in your area. Yep. Yep. Uh, so Certainty is a great company. I mean, there's a lot of great companies out there right now, but by all means, they are definitely a great company. But but so is Active Yards, Barrett. Yeah. You know, there's there's Becca. There's so many great companies out there. National uh, Vinyl Products. They, I think they just got purchased by Barrett, actually. NVP oh, did. Nice. Yep. Nice. Uh-oh. Little man's here. Hey, Daddy from Jackson. Oh, wow. Jackson, hello. Listen to your mom. <laughs> he always needs that reminder uh oh well so it's it's same it's same seem it's I, this guy says the announcement is sean's gonna buy my fence business and op open a location here could be well, pm me i mean listen <laughs> the answer the answer is never no yeah no it's not a no sometimes it's not now right right jedi i'm not gonna say that jedi. Jedi, we'll call this guy jedi says may the force be with you thank we you we need it. Josh says, we love the fact that these are all American made. That means a lot to me. Cost does not matter because the tools pay for themselves. Well, the American made thing is a big deal for us. I mean, not every tool on our site is American, American made, but every sure. tool that Mr. Fence tools has designed and builds is American made in that picture on that table back. I mean, we're literally building these in our fab shop. There's a dig jig on the table back there. There's a thumb. Yeah. Like that. I mean, these are these are handmade by our guys in Indiana currently, right? And the plan is to try to keep that, uh, as, yeah, as long as possible. Like we sure. want to be made in America, so as long as we can hold up to the demand, we're in. We're in. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I agree, and I think people. Are, I think people would be willing to deal with a little lag in production yes. to know yep. that it's American made. Yep. You know, I mean, I think it. I think if you put it to the people that way, say, hey, listen. We could keep up with all the demand we could ever want, but, but we're going to be import, which is one thing we learned in 2020 and beyond has been there are some limitations when you're importing anything. That's right. Right. Like there's still containers stuck outside LA right now, just waiting to get in. So yep. the, the hinges we sell, the shark hinges have that, have that problem. They are at the mercy of the port authority. They said, Hey, we've got 23 containers bobbing in the ocean right now just waiting to come off but you know for whatever yep. and then you talk to the port authority and they say it's a trucking line but then you talk to the truck guy everyone's blaming everyone else but the point being is when you buy from minister fence tools you know where it's coming from so. yes so my check mom out the link in the description yeah my mom my son and my best friend are working their tail off uh to make those so absolutely Nick says, Brett, for sure. I like using active yards. Now, full transparency, Sean, that's who you guys use, right? Active yards. Yes. yes. Yeah. I think it looks great. I, I, yeah. We're not, we're different markets sell different things, right? That's right? And so our market's not, not really a vinyl market. We've got some guys that do vinyl, but 
if we were after seeing Sean's I'd, active yards would probably be. So there, there's two people that made that comment to me uh, recently. I think they're both on here. Or at least I know one of them is uh, Alex is on here. He told me he is, his area is not a vinyl market. Um, and we work with Alex at Fencing Unlimited. And he told me that. And uh, I said, oh, yeah, it's not a vinyl market because you're not selling it yet. So we sent him a truckload or ordered him a truckload of vinyl. He's already sold the truckload of vinyl. It's not even there yet. He's never sold <laughs> No vinyl, kidding. Ever. He's like, this is nuts. I'm, like, I'm telling you, you got to build the market. If you say that there's not a vinyl market, it's because yeah. no one's doing it yet. That's a perfect time to make it a vinyl market. So that's same true. thing, uh, Louisiana got uh, Chris Gas, Chris Steele down there and Trev. And same thing. You can't sell vinyl fence down here. Nobody does. Send the truckload. Oh, we need more. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. It's not a vinyl market because you haven't made it a vinyl market. So I, I don't you. know. Uh, I don't know. I think there's some possibility in areas that we wouldn't have suspected. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably just a limiting belief in our mind that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Alex says true story. Fencing unlimited. Yep. Very good. Very good. Let's see. It's. Oh, me, it's, a, Mario. it's a meme. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sometimes you just really got to, you got to really just explain things to me. Like just lay it out there. Sometimes you got to talk to me like I'm a five-year-old because that's where I'm at. Nathan now says very cool tool. I agree. I absolutely agree. We should probably do a video on this tool uh, since we do a lot of Postmaster posts. Yesterday we, we, uh, we used the tool to training here locally and the guys were consistently running rails by themselves. One section and about, a minute, you know, some of the guys a little faster, 50 seconds, some guys minute 20, but it's sure. just a repeatable, easy, teachable process. That's um, simple yeah. that even the newest guy on the team could do it without being a fence ninja. That's the well, goal. Absolutely. And, and that's one of your big goals in the Academy, right? Is, yeah. is taking guys with little to no experience and then turning them into fencing professionals. Right. Right. That's the goal. When, because when you're hiring, for us at least, when we're hiring someone, we want someone with no experience. I like we don't, that. We don't want to retrain. Right. We don't want, I tell you the, the comment that drives me up the wall is, well, when I was here, we did it this way. Okay, fantastic. That probably worked there. But yep. in the larger scope of our workflow, this way works best for us. Yeah. But no, I, I like what you're up to. I like what you're up to with the tools because it really, it really allows that, that young professional, we'll call them, uh, to really prosper because they've got the right equipment in their hands. Well, it make it standardizes the installation for your team throughout your company. You've standardized it. You've made it predictable. You know what the data what you're going to get in return, the results, yep. and it's measurable, right? So you can measure those results. So it's, it's a different look at it. Yeah, there's fence ninjas out there that can probably rail faster without the tool by all sure. means. I promise you, but that's not who we were trying to help. That's not really our focus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Making it repeatable, yep. making the process repeatable consistently. Absolutely. Yep. Jim braces. Good morning, guys. What's up, Jimmy Bray? Good morning, Jim. Nick says they do probably 80% vinyl. That's incredible. That's, that's Zachary Griffin says markets are different. I was in St. Louis a few weeks ago and I was shocked at the amount of four foot chain link and almost no vinyl here in Florida. Vinyl is everywhere. Yeah. yeah so we're about three hours from St. Louis, three hours Southwest. And we're predominantly wood. 
uh, until lately with the wood prices is what they are. So now, now we're getting back into chain link, uh, both galvanized and vinyl coated. We've always done it on the commercial side, but now residential black coated chain link is in demand Roots. right now. So I was in uh, Utah recently and met with, uh, you know, Aloha Fence and Josh Rand and Victor Vasquez. And I was absolutely blown away at the amount of vinyl fence in Utah. Holy cow. Well, and what's crazy is when a everywhere I, I'm in these fence group, we're all in these fence groups. And we're not supposed to talk about pricing. Like that's a whole discussion, but there's still guys that talk about pricing. All right. Right. For what I see, it used to be vinyl. You paid a premium, like you, you installed wood. And then if you're willing to pay a premium, you could upgrade that to vinyl. Now right. it sounds like they're, they're really similar price points, uh, which is probably a, uh, a reason where, why vinyl is taking off. Sort yep. of thing. I think so. Let's see. Uh, Alan says my area was a vinyl market 10 years ago. Problem is a lot of people bought cheap stuff and ruined it. I've seen that happen as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, everyone hears horror stories. I mean, that's yep. in our market. I can't tell you how many times people say, well, you know, they're not doing vinyl because in wintertime it cracks. They say it gets cold and brittle and cracks like, well, but here in Southwest Missouri, we don't really like, okay, we have a winter, but not compared to like, josh up there at aloha like no right. way our winters right. are the same like it gets yeah. a lot colder for a lot longer and they obviously have success with it right so i think that's probably that's probably one of our problems in this market is there was probably just some really cheap stuff going around that really ruined people on vinyl for a while yep which means there's probably an opportunity to bring quality vinyl into the market and really do well a vacant says hi from indonesia Wow. A vacant. Welcome. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Thomas okay. Crane says last year I was 90% PVC. Wow. Unreal. So that's that's the thing is I bet when you looked at our, our residential books from like 18 and 19 prior to the pandemic, we were probably 90% wood on the residential side. Like we had one crew, they were just geared up for wood. They were the wood crew. And then we had another crew that did everything else, right? They did a right. little bit of aluminum, steel chain link, whatever. Uh, but now we all, we do a little bit of everything for everybody. Hmm. All right. So that, so X-Men is not, is not the big announcement. That's not it. Not, it's a warm up announcement. Warm up. So if you guys have guesses for the big announcement, keep those guesses oh. coming. You never know. Uh, let's go to, so that was the, war, that, this was actually the warm Pre-show. up to the warm up. Yep. There's Next. another one. Boom. So, what is this? I'll, I'll, I'll ask you to explain this a little bit. So, we talked about this a little bit before. I like this concept a yeah. lot. So, let's lay the foundation that a lot of people are talking about accreditation right now right. and why it's important. What sets one contractor apart from another, right? So, in our market, and I'm sure it's every market, we have had just a flood of professionals come into our market. Right, like everyone that thinks they could do fence, I'm talking the house remodelers. I'm yep. talking about the guys that do cabinets, also do fence now. Landscapers have always kind of ever done fence here, but you're seeing more of that. You're seeing just anyone and everyone getting into fence. The question is, how do you set yourself apart? Which I think is a good segue into what you're up to here. Absolutely, right? So again, standardize 
process and procedures that are measurable, repeatable, teachable um, um, for our team members, and then try to quantify that and give our team members some sort of uh, acknowledgement for mastering those type of things. So, at, you know, that's what Mr. Finn's Academy focuses on. And what, what we've missed up to this point was recognizing those people that actually fully embrace that and give them credit for it um, amongst their peers. And, you know, we, we know this, we know in our company and, and others that I work with, we know that what gets measured improves, what gets measured and reported improves exponentially. It's the reporting process is so important. Like when you tell somebody good job and you tell them good job, that's great. But when you tell everybody they did a good job, that's better. Okay. It's kind of like back in grade school when you got your award in front of everybody and the whole school saw it. That was different than you got the gold star and a piece of paper. Yeah. So that's just who we are. We want that acknowledgement. We want that recognition. And in our teams, as we try to grow our teams and culture and all these pieces, we need to start uh, giving credit where credit's due, appreciation, right? Um, and solid feedback. So with these trainings we've been doing now for, I don't know, close to, a, uh, you know, year and a half, two years. We've been, on, been doing trainings across the country and we've worked hard to try to find those little nuggets, all those little pieces um, and put them into an exam, a quiz. Okay. It's 126 sections. It's kind of, or 126 questions. It's kind of intense actually uh, on two disciplines, only wood and vinyl um, what we uh, currently have. And they're not necessarily like, ASTM all type of questions. They include sure. some of those. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Uh, but it's more like process procedures, understanding the different positions on the team, who should be doing what, even like simple things and like backing up a truck. Like, should you have a spotter? Like, yeah. you know, these all these things that we we, we preach and talk about um, to try to make our teams more um, consistently delivering a finished product safely, reducing risk so that we can run a business and not have to be on site all the time, right? And then give our team members the tools needed to um, win every day. Like they all, all of our fence installers want to do a great job. Oftentimes they don't know what they don't know. And then as you teach them those pieces, they're like, oh, because most of them they'd figure out on their own. So teach them, then you gotta give them to learn it. So we have, uh, if you pass the exam and they can take the, the I, I should call it a quiz, it's not an exam. It's all multiple choice. It's not terribly uh, complicated on that and no written paragraphs or, you know, simple for fence guys to take on their phone. Yeah. It literally yeah. is an app. So it's okay. not, even a, not even a piece of paper and pen intimidated like a test. It's literally they can take it in the comfort of their own home. Um, uh, so everyone that goes to the academy classes, the training, they, they get to take the test or a quiz. And you either get uh, you become a rookie if you didn't pass and you okay. can take it again. Or if you pass, uh, you can keep co-foreman, uh, co foreman, or pass with a fence ninja. Um, and yesterday we had a guy pass. He's only been in the business for, I want to say, six months. And he only missed one question on his, I think, second attempt on the test. So right. he really paid attention for the past two days and got a fence ninja, Mr. Fence Pro Ninja, uh, yesterday. So that was really awesome. His, his, uh, his owners... We're very, we're thrilled to, to hear this guy took it upon himself to take the test and take it twice and become a F Mr. Fence Ninja, right? Fantastic. So that's exciting. I love that we can do this and 
the guys that we've shown this to so far, we've, we've probably had a hundred people take this um, great feedback, trying to perfect it. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a school teacher. I got, I don't know how to make quizzes. So we've had plenty of mistakes in there. Like number 18 doesn't make sense. Ah, crap. Go in there and fix that one. You know, it wasn't supposed to be a trick question really, but it, you know, (laughs) fix it. Turned into one. Yeah. 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 That happened many times, but I think we're getting better. The the quiz is getting a whole lot better now. And a lot of feedback from the guys are helping us improve it. And, you know, we take that feedback and say, "Uh, yeah, we'll change that question with this word or that word or, or even learning that some of the stuff on there works for us, but, uh, as we travel around, like that question that your answer is different in Florida, your answer would be different in uh, Michigan. So we got to we got to adapt the quiz to where it's geographical some somewhat. Yeah, because I think that's one thing we're learning as as we, we get into these platforms that have a national and international reach is that a lot of the techniques are regional. Yep. You know, you can get to the same end point, right? You can get to the yep. same solution. But how you get there is a little bit different depending on where you are in the world. Yeah. David would like to know, when are you coming to North Carolina? Mr. Fence Pro would like to attend a course. Sweet. North Carolina? Mm, We're going to be there soon. Interesting. Interesting. So stay tuned for future announcements. right. So, so that we talked about this being wood and vinyl. So then Eddie asked, can the fence ninja cut a chain link bias? Uh, so, so I would say that would be the chain link version that we haven't finished yet. So yeah. what we find is most of our, our requests are for help with the vinyl and wood discipline. Sure. Right. We can probably offer some help with some chain link uh, as well. Um, I'm not a fence ninja when it comes to chain link. I know a fair bit about it, but I'm, yeah. I would probably get someone else on our team and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but that is a fence ninja with chain link. If we, if we got more requests for it, it's just not something that we get a request for. Sure. Sure. Well, and, and, but to answer your question, Eddie, obviously bias cut is an integral part of understanding how to install chain link. Yeah. Uh, Sean yeah. and I were both at the AFA, the tra- on the road training up in yep. uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, um, Waverly, Nebraska, actually, to be specific, up at yep. uh, Empire. And that was one of the things they taught there was the bias cut on chain link. So they had a real – I thought it was a really good chain link module. Yep. It was a long chain link module. <laughs> and it was in the middle of a field with no shade, and it was yeah. warm that particular yep, day. Right. So pe- people faded towards the end of the day. But, I mean, we went – we did both residential and chain – and residential and chain link. Residential, residential and commercial, but yeah, bias cut was a huge part of that just because I think people really need to understand it. And it's not intuitive at first, right? Like once you explain it, once you've done one or two of them, it clicks and you get it. But, yep. uh, but no, you're right, Eddie. I mean, I think knowing how to bias cut is an integral part of knowing how to install chain link. Absolutely. Uh, Corey wants to know, is this certification tied to AFA or NAFCA or another standalone? If so, how is it different? So it's, it's absolutely not tied to AFA or NAFCA. And I don't really want to use the word certification. It was a certificate up there. But sure. this is really uh, geared towards the Mr. Fence way process and procedures to build residential type fence focused on standardized methods that are re- teachable, repeatable, measurable, and predictable. So this is, this is really is not going to, I don't see ever tie to AFA, you know, ASTM standards, NAFCA, 
these are us. Uh, this is like what we would do internally for Mr. Fence for our team members. Sure. Um, and so those people that want to learn more about our processes and becoming Mr. Fence Pro, see, it's not Fence Pro, it's a Mr. Fence Pro. Yeah. Uh, it means you really know our process, our procedures. Sure. Well, and I think I think that's a good differentiator. I mean, AFA has theirs. Um, I don't know that NEFCA has one right now, a certification, but I think you would show it would show kind of a well-roundedness to have multiples of these, right? Yeah. To, to say, hey, I understand the Mr. Fence way. I also understand I've been through the AFA field training for this also. And I think the more education you can get, the better. Yeah. Right. I mean, the, the day you start stop learning is the day you start falling behind sort of thing. Yep. But, um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing is what we had just kind of talked about was that it's done differently in different regions too. And you can have two professionals in the same market that have been doing it for generations and they might do it a little bit differently also. I think you're going to see just different, different ways of building it, but this shows that they've learned and accomplished it your way. Would that be a way to put it? Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. The Mr. Fence way. There you go. Kevin Berg has a question. It says, help. I have 10 or so trees along my fence line, property line, and I'd like to replace my old chain link fence. Should I cut them down or bring the new fence in a few feet and lose yard size? Bring the fence in. Yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. So, well, I mean, I think it depends on your motivations, right? Or, or probably your priorities. I'm, I'm the same way. I would bring it in. You're not dealing with roots. Even if you cut the trees down and you ground the stumps, you'd still have a root system there that you're going to have to deal with. And, you just cut down 10 trees out of your backyard, you yeah. know? So I would leave them be, I mean, trees are great for a variety of reasons, mainly shade and all that. But, um, yeah, I just, I'd bring your fence in because you could bring it in. What do you think, Sean? Two foot at most to miss the root system. Depends on the type of trees, of course. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So I don't know. Good call here, here in Missouri, we'd probably bring it in two feet and I think you'd be fine. Ours, our trees seem like the tap roots go down, not so much go out, but, uh, different, different things and different roots. Kevin, the answer, my answer is, or both of our answers would be, you bring it in. I, I, I always hate seeing trees get cut down. I just, as long as it takes for those things to grow, leave them up. Project metal music is here all the way from the UK. Hey, Joe and Sean. What's up? And then he didn't want to leave anybody out. So then he says, hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. All right. He is addressing the Fence fam as a whole when he says hello. Good afternoon, Project Mail Music. All right. We have teased this long enough, Sean. This has gone on for 50 minutes. Send it. Well, 45 minutes. So this is the first, the first slide of kind of the idea of what's going on. Right. So... The, the cons, this is a, uh, we're taking the training on the road, literally going on the road. Um, this is going to be the big tour spring of next year, 2023. We're looking around, we haven't dialed in all the details yet, but we're looking around 28 to 30 training stops over about a 75 day period, 11,000 miles. And we're going to try to hit coast to coast. We get people asking for West coast all the time. Yeah, And we just don't go out there enough. Um, so we spend a lot of time on the East Coast. So we're going to head, we're gonna get our butts out there. And uh, we are going to take this show on the road. It's happening. I love it. Full thing. I love it. Um, so we're, we're excited to kind of announce that this is happening. Um, 
and I think it's been well received. We we get a lot of requests and, and a lot of blessings for what we're doing in our industry. At the end of the day, we're just trying to help everyone be better and improve our industry, improve the professionalism as much as we can in our domain, in our sure. in our niche piece, right? So um, uh, I'm kind of excited about that. This will be primarily installation training, but there will actually be some other other types of training along the way um, sprinkled in there. So we've had some requests for sales training. Again, that's related to our type of sales training. Sure. Um, and business, business, running your business training. So um, that'll be along the way as well. So this is just one trip. Doesn't mean it's, we're also going to have multiple trips in between that, but where our sure. plan is hopefully once a year, do one full tour. That's fantastic. Yep. That's obviously where the coach comes in. So then that's where the coach comes in. So this is not a this is not a concept or a brain trial. This has been full send. Like we're we've done it. Like the coach is here, and we are um, coming back from our first training today. So uh, using the coach. Nice. So we were just at Superior Fence and Rail in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We got the coach in Florida on Monday. <laughs> we left Florida on Tuesday. We drove straight to Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's a long haul. <laughs> it's a big drive. Yeah. And uh, did our two-day training there, wood and vinyl installation techniques, and we're on our way back. So I'm currently at an outlet mall parking lot looking around me. It's cars are parking everywhere. And Heather's inside shopping as we're doing this video. <laughs> well, and as we said before, this could turn out into an expensive live stream for you. Right. That's uh, why we can't be on here very much longer. <laughs> <laughs> Need to go get her out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, Sean. It has to be exhausting, though, driving from Florida to Michigan and then jumping out and doing some training. How do you handle that? I, I'm excited. This was so awesome. This this training here, we parked the coach literally 100 feet from the front door of uh, Superior Fence and Rail. So at 630 in the morning, I'm ready to go. got my coffee, go out the, go out the door of the coach, and the crews are there in trucks. Like, I don't have to drive from the hotel. You know, we've been doing these trainings um, for, like I said, about a year, year and a half. A lot of traveling, a lot of airline, um, you know, I had to go to a lot of airports and a lot of transportation back and forth, bus, car, then hotel, then hotel to, to office and office to job sites. And it was, that was taxing, right? Yeah. We might spend eight hours, 10 hours on a job site, but I might spend two hours that day traveling. Like in Texas, we were driving an hour just to do a job site sometimes. So, yeah. um, and then, you know, then the hotel to the office. So. Yeah. Um, this allows me at the end of the day, just you get back to the shop. I walk right back into the RV and uh, we had our own little oasis, our own little home, yep. you know, creature comforts. You know, I'm trying to travel the country in a suitcase. <laughs> you know, I don't, mean, chain, chain, I don't know how many pairs of chain link pliers have been taken from me or notchers. They don't like those on the plane. No. Like Checking bags. So it was rough. Yeah. Right. And then when you get there, did all the tools get shipped that we need to demonstrate on how to use? Sure. That was a problem. Yeah. So the idea is the coach will help us with creature comforts and, and allow us to to be comfortable on the road and more energetic, um, apt to do more, um, you know, coachings together. But the coach will have a partner behind it, and that will be a fully equipped uh, trailer with all the tools that we would normally use to build a fence, not just Mr. Fence tools. I'm talking – the circular saw that I use, the drill that I use, the postal diggers that I use, a little bit like completely equipped to build a residential uh, fence the way that we do it um, in that trailer, as well as tools for those that we coach and teach to buy. I have a store in there as well. So 
I like it. So if you want to throw up a picture of what that thing looks like, yeah. that is done as well. There it is. That's the front of it. Um, this, Joe, you're on that right now. I, I was going to say, I really like the uh, our right-hand side of this. Uh, yeah, I, there's some orange in there, and I'm, I'm yeah. here for it. That's right. There's the uh, So it's a 20-foot enclosed trailer that we've Next. got finished, completely graphic out. The inside of the trailer is not finished, uh, built out yet. That'll so be. I like. Let's let's pause real quick, Sean. I like the use of QR codes. Oh yeah. I think that's one thing since the pandemic that has become incredibly wide mainstream, widespread mainstream. Before pandemic, I think QR codes were like, eh, how do I do it? Do I open my my photo? Up? Do I take a picture of it? But now, be, mainly because all the restaurants went to QR codes, everyone yes, had to figure it out in order to eat. Yeah, they all figured it out. Yeah, they they applied the proper motivation. Uh, yeah, so now QR codes are so fantastic. Yeah, we're like actually I, putting on our shirts now. I like it. I like yep. it. I at social media marketing world, everyone basically just had a business card with a QR code on it. Yep. Like I well, and um, was it you? Yeah, you use the vice cards, right? So I have an app on my phone called Hi Hello, and it's a QR code, right? So, okay. Okay. Oh, they can just scan that. My phone has a QR code, like a picture of it. Mm hmm. And it gives them everything, every, you know, all my social media content, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, groups, pages, all of it, phone numbers, emails, different companies, everything in real cool quick. Like that. You cannot fit all that onto a business card. No, so, I, so I just got a vice card, which I'm a wallet on me, but it's like a metal card. It's got a, so it's got a QR code on one side, but it also has a uh, NFC chip, near field yep. communication. Yep. Um, it, kind of a similar thing. Yep. Um so yeah. we've got those little chips as well. They're like little black stickers for our phones. I haven't finished it yet, so learning nice. it. But you yeah. stick that on the back of your phone, and then the same thing. So you just touch the phone, and they got everything. They didn't take a picture of the QR code that way. I like it. Because, I mean, how many times, Sean, if you got a business card that you went, yeah, great, thanks, into the pocket it goes, Gone. and then, then yeah. it goes through the washing machine, and then your wife's like, hey, uh, do you need this? Like, well, I don't now. Yeah, yeah. i got to remember how to get a hold of them. 100%. Um, Permanent yep. business cards. I like that a lot. Or the, I'm sorry, what was it? Hi, hello? Hi, hello is what we use. Yep. Hi, hello. Yep. Good to know. I think that's the way moving forward, and especially QR codes, because you can, I mean, obviously you've got different QR codes for different platforms, it looks like. Right. Um, I like this so much. Yep. You can direct it right to them. All right, moving on. This is, a, so, this is the difference. So we got Mr. Fence Tools and Mr. Fence Academy, two separate things, right? So. We have the awesome tools that you guys want to make your life easier and our, our, your team members uh, produce good quality fence repeatably and measurably and predictably quickly. And then Mr. Fence Academy teach you how to use them. And they're two totally different things, right? Like, uh, like a lot of the tools, the YouTube videos I'm being told that we have out there, they don't quite grasp exactly what the tool does until they see it in person. And they go, yep. oh my God. I'm like, I just did the same thing that was in the video. Yep. I know, but yep. now it makes sense. Well, I had that experience, Sean, and we've <laughs> talked about that to where, like, I'd seen your videos, I was like, oh, that's interesting, okay, but I don't know how, like, it would apply to our process or anything right. like that. And then you had the training there at Sandy University two last years year. ago, yep, and I or last year, yeah, and it clicked as soon as I saw it used in person. I was like, oh, no kidding, okay, yeah. I get it. That we makes had, sense now. We had that on Thursday up here. A lot of these guys, uh, they had the equalizers on their trucks. They haven't been using them. They've had them for six, eight months. And they've just been riding in the back seat. 
they seen the videos, they were told how to use them. But when I pulled it out and laid the job out in minutes, the light bulb went off for all of them. Like, oh my God. They like, yep. I really thought I did. Uh, and I'm like, I don't know how else to, <laughs> what else can I do? You got to put it in their hands yeah. and make them use it. And, and then make it them use it. And then the light bulb goes off and I'm like, oh right. my God. You know, yep. so. Yep. I like it. And the other side, look at this. Yep. So that's my son, Colin. My mom's on there. Big parts to the, you know, what allows me to be able to go on the road and travel. There's a couple of things that happen here. One, my mom is uh, working her butt off shipping every day. And my son's working his butt off on trying to get tools made every day. So, so I'm not doing that piece. So it allows sure. me to have the time to go and, and coach and share and talk to fence guys and learn from fence guys and take that information and reshare it. Um, and then the other part of the puzzle is if you've noticed, we do have a fence business. It's yeah. pretty big business in our town. Um, and we have an amazing team with an amazing culture that I don't have to be there either. I don't have to be there running that business. They've really done a great job of using the process of procedures and methods that I'm talking about. And the results are they're running the show uh, yeah. very successfully. Right. So um, I'm very blessed to have all those team members with, with us in this journey without them, this would not happen. Well, I think that's an important conversation, Sean, is like a lot of a lot of times when you ask someone the keys to success, like what their key is to success, it's predominantly the team. Yeah. Right. Like I have a great team that handles every aspect of this. You know, and that's so that's a question I get here on the channel. They're like, well, you don't have any videos of you building fence. Yeah, I don't. Because I've got guys that are better that better than me at building fence out there building fence now. Should we be showing that? Yes. And <laughs> that's where we're headed with the channel, right? That's one of the, th that's one of the reasons we brought Braden on was that we're going to start, we're going to change the format. It's going to be basically like a behind the scenes, look at Ozark fence and all that. But the point here being, could I go build a fence? Absolutely. I did it for years and years and years. Right. But I found people better at building fence than I am. And now they build the fence. Same thing with, Sarah's better at running our residential division than I was. So she is now running our residential division sort of thing. So you find someone better at you that doing the thing and you let them do right. it. That's right. That's but what you want to multiply. Ha having the team is, is the critical part of that. Absolutely. So then the next part of this, what's our next slide? Let's see. Oh, okay. We'll leave that up for a second. <laughs> you went to uh, nationwide. Right. So that leads us into uh, another piece of the puzzle. Um, we are partnering with some amazing um, community or uh, industry specific businesses. Right. So we've gotten some wonderful blessings from Barrett Outdoor Living and Active Yards, Nationwide Industries. These people love what we're doing and uh, uh, company cam connect teams. And, and uh, Fence Armor, Al Martin's up there. Like, they are 100% behind our dream, right, and our journey to help our industry, that they are backing us tremendously. So we, we were down there buying the RV on Monday, and, and it was five miles from the headquarters of Nationwide Industries. So we got to go down to the facility, which is amazing, and uh, – have some 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 uh, some good meetings with with the powers to be, at Nationwide, and uh, we've come to an agreement that we are going to uh, 
work together to improve this industry. Nice. Whatever way we possibly can. So nice. that's all. That's awesome. Made us feel wonderful. Get the blessing and assistance promotion and support. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. That's huge. Yep. I mean, they sell, I mean, we use a ton of nationwide hardware. They sell yep. very good stuff. So I, when I saw that you're there, I was like, this is incredibly exciting. I cannot wait to see where this goes. Well, there's, I don't want to let all the cats out of the bag yet. There's some things sure. that we're going to work together on that I'm just so excited to have the ability to, to work with them on improving some pieces that, that would directly impact our teams in the field, like hardware kits and how they're put together. And can we nice. improve kits from the guys actually using them every day? We, we, you know, uh, we've got guys in the field that are throwing away the lags in these kits and adding this one and it's their batter. Yeah. Like you're right. Like, uh, but nationwide was purchased by prime source and prime source is massive and they own, um, I believe it's, it's several fastener companies. I think it's GRK, Rip Right. Well, think about the synergy of taking those fasteners and improving our hardware by putting them together. Right. Yep. Whoa. And then they should do the feedback they need. They don't have the fence geek on payroll. Right. Sure. So, they need that. They need that access to that fence geek to give them that information to put those pieces together. So, we had some uh, had some good good talks and good meetings about how we can make some immediate changes, um, and possibly uh, offer some kits that aren't available yet. Um, nice. That might even have a Mister Fence stamp on it. Love it. I like that a lot. That's exciting. So, you know, we uh, I love these guys, man. They're dedicated. Uh, they are working to get out of that owner-operator field into their uh, entrepreneurialistic business. And that's uh, Christian and John from uh, down in Florida from Elite Fence in Tampa. So they were the first fence company on the bus. We got the bus, and uh, we were literally still in the RV parking lot. And they were just within 15 minutes of striking distance. So we ate dinner, and then they were the first ones on the bus. Fantastic. Uh, checking it out. So that was awesome. Great to, great to experience that with them. There's the bus. I think it looks that's, slick. That's the coach. So coming now, to now Sean, be honest. Did you buy it because of the blue? I'm going to be absolutely brutally honest here. We had a uh, requirement list and the number <laughs> thing at the top. I'm not kidding. Was no, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Have that blue. And the salesman kept asking Heather, like, you know, I got everything you want in this unit. And, and it was red or something. I'm like, no. But it's everything you want. No, I will give up that, 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 and that. But it's got to have blue. And this guy's <laughs> like, you really do like blue. Yeah, you don't know me very well. Like, it's got to be blue. I mean, I think this is a good splash of blue. You know, Heather yeah. didn't want the whole thing in blue. <laughs> so yeah. we got a little bit of blue. And it I was know that absolutely goes. a requirement um, with with this. And and in this unit, the other requirement was we have – we haven't talked about this yet, but we have um, – uh, co-instructors at the Mr. Fence Academy. It's no longer just Sean King as we're growing out. We have seven currently seven instructors that are uh, going through the process to help us do put on more trainings, right? So yeah. we wanted to have some room maybe if we had an instructor or two with us as we go around nationally, we're going to pick up a couple of those guys and help put on the class. And yeah, so there's actually bunks in here, um, nice. two bathrooms, and then the next most critical piece was it, in order to do a tour like this, I couldn't imagine trying to give all my energy and all my content and passion all day long and then jump in the coach and drive six, eight hours and then try to sleep and be ready to go at six o'clock in the morning, the next morning at the next town. Yeah. So uh, I was like, we'll just, we need to find someone to drive us. 
and uh, live on the coach with us, right? So the idea was we were to get find somebody that wants, you know, with CDL license, they can drive the bus safely, we can sleep in here and work on the laptops and stuff while we're traveling. And uh, so above the driver's seat is actually another bed that comes down from the top. It's a bedroom. So, really? so the driver has their own bedroom or a bed and a TV up there. Nice. So that was really cool in this RV. Um, and then funny story, we were looking at, we had a person in mind that was getting their CDL. So very inexperienced. And then I was having a conversation with one of our team members at home on Sunday at the home show about, Friday, we decided to buy this on Friday, and I was telling her on Sunday we're flying out. Hey, I got to leave the home show early. I'm going to fly out, go get this RV. And she said, well, you know, if you ever need a driver, let me know. And this is by accounts payable Jenny, front desk girl. Yeah. And I, well, we do need someone to drive, drive it. And she's like, well, you know, I've been training for this my whole life. Like, what? She goes, I drive a school bus every day, and I've actually been driving school buses since I was 13 because my mom and dad owned them. And we used to wash them every every weekend. We had to drive them down the driveway. I'm like, no way. That's right. You do drive a bus. And she goes, and I drive the university coach all over the place to take the basketball team to the events. Full-size coach. So I showed her a picture of this one. She goes, yeah, that's easy. I drive that all the time. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. She said, I'm already on payroll. Yeah. I love yeah. to travel with you guys. She says, I can bring my laptop, answer the phones, work on everything from, from afar. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's all so right. perfect. I said, no, then I said, all right, well, we're picking this up on my, on Monday and I got to be in Grand Rapids on Wednesday. So how about we fly you to uh, fly you out tomorrow? Oh, no, 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 this gets even better. Oh, my God. So she's like, uh, and you do know I have free flights all anywhere in the country, unlimited, and my husband does too. I'm like, I forgot about that. She works four hours a month at the airport and in exchange, no pay, she gets unlimited flights for her and her husband and her kids. And then no, way. no, I'm not kidding. So she's like, I can drive you. And if you're going to be there for a few days, I'll just fly home, fly back out, drive you back next one, fly back home, fly back out. And I'm like, can you really do that? Really? And uh, so I said, well, can you fly to uh, Tampa tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. So we ended up getting her a flight the next day to Atlanta. And so I drove from Tampa to Atlanta and I drove into the airport, into arrivals, Picked her up from arrival. She jumped on the bus and took over. And I've got my laptop out on the table in the back and she drove all the way north. And I was ah. working away and the bus is crooking them. I was nervous. But sure. she drove like a champ. Like nice. No problem. So nice. we actually have a driver. And <laughs> that we love hanging out with anyways. You know, Heather's up sure. front chatting with her and having a good old time. And I'm like, wow, this is actually working out like it was meant to happen. I like the idea that you have everything you could ever want with you at all times. Yes. Yes. Like I like this has the gears in my mind kind of turning here because you know, when we so when we went down to New Orleans, me and Sarah and Jeremy went down. Well, Jeremy was that Jeremy and I were there to produce content. And so we had cases of just like stuff, right? We had lights, right. we had audio, we had video. And it was like trying to keep the stuff organized. Like, God bless him. Braden showed up. He's like, where's all your stuff? Like, oh, well, um, some of it's in that case. And some of it's over there. And I kid you not, he was he was going through stuff. He's like, did you know you've got this G Master lens in that uh, light case over there? Yeah. Ah, that's where nope. that went. We do have that, huh? But, 
But we had, well, and part of the reason was we had like a three o'clock checkout of this Airbnb we're at. Well, they started knocking on our door at noon. We're oh, like, well, my. we really need to get in there and uh, clean it. We have somebody else coming in. Like, well, our checkout's at three. Like we paid for late checkout. So anyway, we started just throwing stuff and stuff anyway. But if we were to have one of these little it's things a, here it, it's a game changer all of our creature companies are in there and we just yeah. know it's ready to go and get on the road and go you know outside the big tour it's going to be nice just to drive uh jump in there real quick and drive north to a training here or south you yeah. know train south or east that's going to be and then and okay. then we are we can take it for family vacations we got our, right. our daughter made worlds um and so perry georgia she's going to be down there in july uh racing you know so we can tow the horse trailer down there and and yeah live in it stay in it that's great i mean yeah family vacations are going to be awesome so so we trips. when i was a kid we showed arabians and um all of the family all of like the families that did the best had the had coaches because yeah. they could they could afford to go to all of these different places because they took their home with them yeah. well, not their homes but you know what i mean they didn't have to get hotel rooms at all these different places and transport and like you said they brought their horses with them so they yep. didn't have to worry about transport or paying for transport. You want to talk about some expensive transportation costs. Try <laughs> shipping a horse somewhere. It is I don't want to. Astronomical. But yeah. no, I, th I think you're spot on. I, I mean, this is yeah. when you when you had said what you're doing, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. Well, and then when I called my accountant and told him, I thought for sure he would shut me down, right? And uh he gave me the blessing. I'm like, really? It's like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. We had spent twenty five grand in travel in the first three months of this year. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God! Right. And yeah. So we have got to look at this again. Like, well, how can we do this better? You know, well, we, especially when we start traveling as a team. Yep. Like that's one thing we're figuring out is yeah. So when it was me going around doing like just speaking things and stuff like that, that's one thing. Like you're just trying to get one person, and yep. we paid for a lot of it with points. Right. Yep. So a lot of our manufacturers and suppliers accept Amex. Yep. So we use our Amex points to move me around. Well, when you multiply that by three or four, now the points are gone. Right. Yep. And so now yep. you're paying with that with real money. Um, yep. So that's one thing we're learning this year is that uh, we, we might need a different uh, transportation model here uh, just to move us all around. Well, so, think about the RV. It's becoming a very real thought in my mind, <laughs> especially well, as like as, as we start getting more on, into the manufacturing side, you know, I could yeah. see this also being a, you know, going out and, and meeting with dealers and customers too, yep. you know, I mean, they're, and they're, they're not going to be in our backyard. They're going to be here, there and everywhere. Well, truth be told, the, the, the idea was we were looking at getting a plane, uh, following yep. your lead and, and everyone, yep. you know, Caleb's lead, all map um, and uh, everyone's lead with, uh, with this, you know, Mark Olson flying a plane. Mm -hmm. So we, my, uh, Heather got, uh, a, a flight for me with a yeah. friend of her that owns a plane. And she's like, he'll let you fly a little bit, see what you like, see if you like it or not. I'm like, that's a good idea. If I go down the road of getting a license and we went for a flight, he flew in, picked me up, me and my boys it was a, it was a Malibu six seater. Yeah. Nice. Nice plane. Nice plane. It was actually Joe Montana's uh, old plane. That's what he brought. <laughs> no him. kidding. Yep. So he picks me up. We fly to Pigeon Forge, which is normally a six-hour drive. He's like, we'll fly over there. We'll have lunch. We'll fly back. And uh, 
you know, just the takeoff alone, I was like a little sketchy. I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> and you know, what I learned was the plane's not really on the, there's, it's just kind of on a prayer, kind of just moving, kind of floating. There's, it's not very, uh, like, <laughs> doesn't feel very like direct on your route. Like it's a little bit of play back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when I got into the mallet, this is a nice plane. I had to like slither into the front seat. Literally, like, turn sideways, up and over the yep. thing, get into it. And I'm a little guy. I'm not a big guy at all. Right. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting. I would have thought, like, this, I think it was like a $600,000 plane. I would have thought, like, you could just open the doors up and a big old jet, right? <laughs> but yeah. this is what six hundred grand gets you? Oh, my God, because this is outside my wheelhouse. So what's what's my budget going to get me if this sure. is six, you know? And uh, so it was okay. Flying is all autopilot. He had the coolest everything on the dash like he, he told me his dash was worth 150 grand replaced it last year and i'm like oh god yeah but the plane had autopilot right so he just turned it on turned some knobs and and uh you know whatnot but when we came in for the landing in pigeon forge uh yeah no so he's coming in <laughs> as he's coming in, he teaches me i don't know about the red lights he's like hey you know yeah. the four red you're dead all yep. white keep on flight or something like that you know <laughs> And I remember that and it were coming in and it was like two red, two white, and there was turbulence and uh, I'm holding the iPad. I guess you got to have the secondary navigation piece or whatever. Yep. I'm holding the iPad. He's got the headset on boys. I headset on, we got our seatbelts on and we hit this turbulent and we all hit the ceiling hard, hard, in pocket. knocks his headset off. Laptop goes on the ground. My headset come off. My boys to the sideways back there. We're going like sideways a plane. And all I've ever seen is all four red on the lights. Okay, yeah. and I'm like, whoa! And all the dashboards going off. There's red lights going. Arr, arr. Landing gear. I did the red light kept saying landing gear. I didn't know if it fell off or what. <laughs> Why is this thing you know, flashing red light and landing gear? Well, he's all like calm. Gets his headset. We're coming in. I'm like, bro. He's grabbing his trying his headset adjusted. Like now's not the time to adjust the headset. <laughs> Here's the tablet. I got everything up. And he, and he just last second pulls the plane right back, lands on there. We skip a little bit, a little shaking around. He doesn't say a word. We land, go in the driveway, turn around. We're taxiing back. I'm waiting for him to say something. He's like, whew, that was the worst landing I've ever experienced in my life. He's been flying for like 15 years, right? I'm like, that's the landing that I'm on the plane with? That's <laughs> right. the one. Right. This is a sign because I remember thinking I would probably have freaked out and crashed that plane. I don't think I could have been that calm. Yeah. I don't think I could have done that. So that told me like, I don't, you know, a couple of things. One, I can't haul tools. I really can't right. bring a bunch of guys. I'm limited on space. I still gotta get a rental car and a place to stay everywhere yep. I go and drive from the airport to wherever I'm going. And I can't fly in bad weather. He's telling me about that. And then he tells me how many planes crash. He literally is like, yeah, it happens more often than you know. They don't all make the news, right? Type of thing. I'm yeah. like, Oh, okay. I thought the only ones that ever crashed were the ones you see on the news. Like, no, planes crash often. Yeah. And then as on the way back, I said, well, they don't crash into each other though. Like that's never happened. Right. And he's like, uh, uh yeah, that happens. And, and about that a little around that time, a yellow light starts flashing in the, uh, towers radio and telling him to change elevation, right. Change elevation or something. We're tracking right with somebody else. We were on two different elevations. Yeah, by like a thousand feet. Okay. Yeah. And and he's like, help me find the plane, find the plane. I'm like, find the plane. The computer says it's right there. We couldn't see it. Yeah. Like, well, you need to visually see it. So we, and uh, I remember by the time I found the plane, 
it was half a second. Boom. Like there was no time to react and change direction. <laughs> and yeah. I asked him, I said, how accurate is the alt- altitude? Like, was it altimeter? altimeter? Altimeter. I said, how accurate is that? And he goes, well, mine's accurate, but most guys don't get their certified like obviously they should. And so yeah. you don't know how accurate there is. They could be told that we are at 7,000 and you're at 7,500. They might be at 7,500. I didn't like that idea. I'm like, okay. <laughs> now, so when we got done, it helped me decide that, you know, I don't think the plane is the best idea for us to travel the country. Sure. And do planes, you know, it's one thing if it was me flying myself and I was just me bopping in. Uh, but with the team, with equipment, with, with the fact that if you put a training on and we have to teach, I don't know, the 18th of April. Yeah. And you've got 50 guys coming in. Oh, sorry, I can't fly out today. Yeah. That might be a problem. I don't want to do it. So yeah, so try the plane route. Yeah. Your, your schedule has to be flexible just because if you got weird weather, if you got different, I mean, whatever, you know, you got going on, you know, you might get into the plane and it's got a service item. So now it can't fly until that service item gets cleared or, you know, there's a lot of different things. Um, and you're right on the weight. I mean, we were looking at a, a Cherokee six, 300, just because it had a, had a lot of weight capacity, but it's also a lot of plane to move around, you know, yeah. and, one thing we learned is, so for me to, f- for me, for me to fly it. So the company was going to own it. I was going to fly it. Well, that's a whole different, like I need a commercial license. Oh yes. Sort of, that, he taught me that as well. I was like, yeah. So, me? yeah. and if we took other people until I had my commercial license, if we took other people, they had to share in the expense of, to do it like legit. Now there's, yes. I'm sure there's instances out there where it's not done totally legit, but you know, and so I was like, man, this is, it's getting crazy. And well, then I, so this is all like June, April, May, and June of last year. Well, in July, I got COVID super bad, ended up being hospitalized, got oxygen, all that. And that put that whole thing on hold for a while. Cause like, I'm not going up there and having something happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, and here's the thing too in this RV, uh, if something goes bad, you I pull it over. It. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you pull it over. Uh, when you're, you know, 7,500 feet in the air, 10,000 foot in the air, when, when something goes bad, you can't just like pull it to the shoulder. So, so I was holding the iPad with all the circles, all these circles, (laughs) right? And then I learned as you have your circle on your plane, your circle is not quite a a circle. It kind of changes shape all the time. Right. Yep. And he tells me what that's for. He's like, well, we're safe if we're in a circle. That means we can land. There's something close up. Right. What'd you call it? A fly scope? Glide slope. Glide slope. That's what he said. Yep. So every time we were outside, there was no circles around us. Like we're in this area where there was no circles. We're like we got to hurry up and get the next circle because you're telling me there's no land zone here. We're screwed. He's yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that you could tough. always probably find a field somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's the answer, right? That's the answer. Like, well, uh, we could probably, we could find a field. Nothing else. There's an interstate yeah. somewhere. Probably land your, expensive plane in a field and jack it all up oh my god is there insurance companies for that will they be, buy you a new plane i don't know there are and they <laughs> are priced accordingly yeah so i mean it's yeah I, i'm kind of with you on this it does take longer you know what i mean it does it certainly does take longer but well, i don't know if i look at the flight to go to grand rapids it was you gotta calculate the time it goes to drive the, the pack your luggage drive the airport fly out transfer planes next one drive back and it was going to be, it's an eight, it's a seven and a half hour drive in the RV. It would have taken us five to six hours to fly. By the time sure. you 
I was just comparing it like with private flight. So that, that yeah. was really the motivator for me. One of the motivators for me was like, I could be from here to Nashville in about three hours. Yeah. Uh, here to, uh, I could get up to Lincoln up or up to Waverly in a couple hours, you know, so instead of six hours, it cut flight, it cut the time in half, but no, you're right. If you're flying commercially, it's yeah. It, which, yeah. And, and that's one thing that was kind of wild to me. So I was talking to Mark Olson about this it was a while back. He's like, no, no, when I have like plans, I fly commercially. Wait, you own a plane and you're licensed, you can fly yep. yourself. He's like, no, if I have, like, if I need to be somewhere, I fly commercially because, and that's where he kind of explained the same thing is like, listen, any one of a hundred things could go wrong. Yep. One of them is the weather, which no one knows. So if, one little thing goes wrong, a pop-up storm shows up, I get grounded and eat until the thing flies. You know, my plans could change, and I, I miss that meeting. So, no, if I have a meeting, if yep. I have to get somewhere, I fly commercially. Yep, 100%. Interesting. But no, I like this. I like this a lot. So, in this picture, you're getting some work done. It kind of illustrates that looks like yeah, you're getting was, work done while it's going down the road. Yeah, Jenny was driving right there. You can't see her because she's not a big girl, but she's in the driver's seat <laughs> driving. I'm back there working going, oh, my God. And so this is this is collapsed in in a picture. Yeah. So that uh, currently I'm sitting in it. It's all out wide like a house sure. right now. But yeah, so you can still get to the, uh, the bathroom and the table and the refrigerator and the bed and everything. You know, technically, I don't really know the laws. Yet. There's seatbelts where I'm sitting right there. There's seatbelts on that, on that seat. But, you know, you could get up and use a restroom. Um, sure. I'm not sure how safe that technically is. I know it's not <laughs> safe if we were to get into an accident. Yeah. Yeah, again, but, yeah. But this is a Freightliner semi. So I feel safe in that this is not like a camper and that yeah. it's not a shed on wheels. This thing is um, a Freightliner semi, like sure. bus. It's pretty well built. Yeah. So that was, that's, that's superior fence and rail front door. That's what I mean. Hundred feet. I wasn't kidding. <laughs> so that garage door is where they put their trucks into. So literally, that's how close we were on this case. And nice. I and we're self-sufficient, so we had no power. We had no hookup. Um, we didn't need any hookup. Hookup. This RV can go like five days. I'm being told. Oh wow. Uh, this was just two days, so it was good. Good trial run, but sure. Um, you know, inverters and generators and everything on here, holding tanks. So potentially, we should be able to go up to most. I don't know, most yard, most uh, fence businesses and, and be somewhere close. Or yeah, maybe we have to stay at the local RV park closer, right? And then they pick us up and drive sure. us around possibly. So Yeah, and, and worse, that would be worst case scenario. But even that worst case scenario is completely workable. Yeah, yeah. So. Where um, are we in this? We got a few. We got one more. Yes, so. This is the group we just got done working with um, in uh, Superior. So this is an example of what we're doing. We we literally just go and build a couple of their fences, like projects that are on their books that we're going to build anyways. We just go out there and work with them. And it's not like we tell them exactly how to build it. We just kind of work through them, observe how they're currently doing it, implement a couple of tips and techniques that will improve different pieces, show them how, to, how they use some of the tools of the process. These guys were using some of our tools already. Um, and then test different things. Like some of these guys were adamant about, uh, you know, one method or another method. And I'm like, you've never tried this one. So today's sure. the day we're going to try this one. You you can never be an expert on it and have an opinion even if you haven't even given it a, a good valid effort. And oftentimes that's more than one try. Like sure. practice it, 
until you find, you know, so we vetted a few different installation process and procedures um, and definitely challenged the way they were thinking about a few things. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, they were excited. Everybody's excited about having the opportunity to learn. And normally they're nervous at first. Like, who's this guy going to teach me how to build fence? I know how to build fence. I know we're not, you already know how to right. build fence. We're going to try to make your life a little bit easier. We're yep. going to try to make it a little less stressful. Sure. We're going to try, try to find get, some efficiencies in there. That, and You know, there's a couple of guys that are fence ninjas and the rest of the, like, there's a couple of guys that are only been in the business for three weeks. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Like, but so we're here to help get your team to get out of there so that you're not carrying all the weight, Mr. Fence Ninja. Right. Yes. I know you're badass, but listen, we're going to try to get these guys to help carry weight. So you're not doing all the work. And they're like, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Try to build a support network for them. Yes. Um, yeah. So this job right here was uh, 56 sections of vinyl fence and it was like 30 to 40 mile an hour winds. Never ever <laughs> have I built a vinyl fence with wind loads like that. No. It was intense stuff flying all over the yard. You would watch posts that we just set vibrate like this in the wind. It was a vibrate. You know, we dry packed everything. And I was like, this is a great example of why this method works so well. There's no yeah. way we could have built that fence with any other method because it, it, the compaction was needed that day. Yeah. Uh, but it was also tested to the limit. I'm like, we really need to make sure we tamp these things really well. This is a lot of wind load on this fence right now. Um, and so we did it like we normally do. And, uh, got got it done at the end of the day. It was a longer day uh, than normal. We like to be done around three o'clock on these trains, if not sooner. And it was four thirty. It was getting late, but we spent a lot of time talking about building fence uh, when we do these trainings. You know, it's not about just building a fence. We literally will talk things to death. Circle up. Let me show you. You know how to put it in a picket, open and close the door, type of thing. Like we're just gonna dissect everything. You know. Um, the process and the procedure for about everything. So, so there's a good, good group of guys, great example of what's going on. Sometimes we have a crowd this big. Sometimes we have 25 guys, depending on the size of the company, 30 people, sure. and sometimes only three. Right. So, um, it was a good time. It didn't rain. Oh my God. Shocking. Windy. Shocking. It didn't rain. So bless there. All right. So we're, so we're narrowing it down. So every time we all get together, it rains. So it's not you. So right. we've, we've narrowed it down. So it's not you. We got to figure out who's bringing the rain with them. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to figure it out. So we've narrowed Somebody's it down. It You're off the list. Yeah, I'm out. Somebody yeah. else making it rain. So when when you're doing these trainings, so you said you mostly deal with installation, but sometimes you do deal in like the business operations side. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So it, this is this is a concept, man. I'm learning as we go. Yeah. This is a this is a unraveling of becoming its own unique beast. We don't have it all figured out. We don't have it. We're learning as we go, but what we're finding is more and more people are asking for, you know, a couple of disciplines. And then they're like, Hey, can we, can you stay an extra day? And let's just talk about like business margins, markup, you know, what's the difference and sales practices and ordering material and working with a shop. Sometimes my son comes and he'll spend all day with the shop crew while I'm at the, with the other crew. And then Heather's working with the office people on culture. Like we're everywhere. We're like, where, where can we give you some ideas? Like yeah. we don't have all the solutions. We don't have a plan wrote down. So just follow this plan. No, yeah. we're, we're literally trying listening and then looking at our bag of tricks and going, I, you know what? Someone else had the same problem. This is what they did. Or we had the mm -hmm. same problem and this is what we did. Or 
here's an outside idea box. Try this. And they're like, oh, that's crazy. I said, well, I've never tried it, but this is a thought I just had. Yeah. Just give it a shot. Um, so it's 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 unique in that it's not really defined exactly on on uh, you know AFA trainings are very very defined exactly what the what they're gonna sure. hit on what they're supposed to do. Um, we are very flexible in that and we're, by design and I'll leave it that way and that yeah. we're gonna morph and adapt and how we best fit your business. Sometimes it's an owner operator, sometimes it's a you know fifteen million dollar business with guys everywhere. Yeah, so that makes sense. Uh, it's it's we're learning we're adapting i like it i like that well and i think you need to listen i think there's room for both right i think there's room for both the oh for sure it's exactly how it's done but there's also room for the all right so here's how you apply it to your business and i think that's the missing piece yeah just just like digging holes is a big one i you know almost it's very common for me to go somewhere and they don't understand ASTM standard for hold depth or width. Okay. Sure. Yep. And so they just don't know, or they, or they don't care. I understand the importance of it, or you don't understand how it's even possible for me to do that and build a fence. You know, one of the common ones is wood post 30 inches deep in the ground. And a lot of these guys are like, well, it's not even possible. Cause I got to cut off four or five inches. Anyways. I'm like, well, it's very possible with multiple different ways. Here's sure. one way how we do it. Uh, but you're right. That's applying and following and educating them on ASTM standards exist and why they exist um, and the benefits of, of trying to meet them or exceed sure. them. Right. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's, it's the application, right? So that, that's always the thing is like when, sometimes when I'll come back from trainings, whether it's wh- whatever the training, social media or otherwise, the thing I struggle with is implementing it into my business, right. making it apply to my business and how, you know, what our goals are, what our current process is. So I think, you know, if, if I think the, one of the missing pieces here is the integrator, right? The person that says, here's what, you know, here's what you need. Here's how you get those two things together. And it sounds like that's part of what you guys are doing is integrating. Hey, here's, here's the knowledge that you have, but you're not really implementing that knowledge efficiently. A lot of times they just need a tip or a trick to get them over the hump. Like they're close sure. on a lot of things and they, they need that outside perspective. Like where does that exist? Where like it doesn't happen. Your friends and your family around you in your town probably don't run a fence business. And right. so if you want to bounce an idea off of, you're going to ask somebody else in another fence business in another town. That's great. If you have those friends, that's awesome. Sure. But to get somebody to, to come in and sit down and look at and follow and understand your business and be able to ask questions and then decide whether you want to, you know, what do you want to do with that information? But at least it's a outside opinion yeah. from somebody that has, uh, you know, been in the business. I think that's a key piece. Mm-hmm. A lot of times our suggestions or ideas come from experience. I just explain yeah. to them what happened to us or what happened to me or what happened to Joe or what happened. Yeah. To me. Like I get to share those stories and I think the stories have, have value. They oh, back yeah. up the content. And the yep. ideas, and then it also gives us a platform, Joe, to practice and try new crazy ideas. Like, sure. I'm in a position to, well, I don't know. Let's try. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. I, you know, we we are we're in a position where the fence business is is doing well, so I don't have to panic over trying to make sure that that's running every day, and I can go play and I can go set posts in my front yard, mm-hmm. just for no other reason than to pull them back out. yeah yeah no that's right that's true and that's you know i I think i think that's important 
I think that's really important is being flexible to try to learn new things too. Yeah. Right. To say, I don't know, but let's find yep. out if it works here. Right. Like well, this crazy thing Sean's talking about works for him there, but let's see if it works here. I think that's important. And sometimes we find out it doesn't like, I, absolutely. There's sometimes I go somewhere I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work here. Or yep. uh, what you're doing, what, what I would show you would work, but what you're doing is also working. So don't even worry about fighting that battle. Let that right. be. Right. That's not a problem. Send yeah, it, you know? If your method can be used repeatedly and reliably and have consistent results, that's there's, probably the method for you. There's probably other lower hanging fruit. That's what I tell right. them. Like, there's right, yeah right. okay we, we can switch some hairs and save some pennies on this little piece but yeah you got a, kind of a big problem over there let's let's look at that one <laughs> right right well and that's so i was having kind of this conversation on one of the videos on tiktok in that you know because we were we i was watching a video of a guy that used a jig a homemade like wood jig and we're talking about that's fine yep but i it, it should probably be made out of a material that's not going to move warp or twist I or both and then came the conversation that always comes up and it's fine about, well, I use a string. Okay. Okay. That yeah. I mean, we use string in the past, like, okay. Yeah. And that was kind of my response was like, well, we don't, well, anyway, we don't, but if it's a tool that you use reliably and you, you can have the re same repeated results consistently, then that's a tool for you then. Yeah. Like it's it not works. a problem. And a lot of times they don't, they say that because it's not currently a problem for them at all. Sure. I mean, streamline can absolutely be used. The problem comes into as you start to grow to multiply and you have kids of three weeks in the business. Yeah. The repeatability. Oh, yeah. So that thing. So a lot of times guys are coming from the wrong perspective. Like, sure. Um, well, another place this comes up is, well, I don't use a string line to set my posts. I eyeball them in. Great. Okay. Go grab a guy, a new yeah. guy, and have him eyeball those posts in. Right. And it will look all types of awful. Right. Right. But so it's not repeatable. Right. Right. You can do it, but can you quickly and efficiently show someone else to do it? Right. Probably not. Right. And and there's also the whole discussions of like my eyeballs see things differently than your eyeballs, see it differently than someone else's. So I'm not a big fan of eyeballing things in, in general, but some people can, and that's yep. totally okay. But all right, we got a couple questions here and then we're going to, we're going to watch a video. You've got a video queued up. We for got, us. Yeah. I'm getting like every car is parked around me. I probably can't get out of this parking lot now. Probably blocked in. Yeah. I think I'm pretty much blocked in. This, this is going to be crazy. Tracy had asked if you're skipping Idaho would love a visit. And then you said nothing's set in stone yet. So that, that no. map is not final. No, there's a lot of spots on that map that are already in our academy. So those are places we're for sure going to stop. Sure. And then where we go between there is open for discussion. And, and uh, the the way that this works or the, the concept is we have what we call like VIP trains. Well, those are people that have hired us to come directly to their location and they're private. We just teach their team specifically on their you know, we have dinner with them. We worked on everything. We just focus on them. And then there's hosted trainings where somebody wants to host a training and they're going to allow anyone to come in that wants to buy tickets for the training. And at that point, you may have your local competition there. Sure. You might have guys from other states, yep. but you, you won't have Sean King dedicated just exactly to your team. But 
you're going to pay a fraction of the cost if you host a training. And we're going to build fence for you, which in theory should pay for all of your costs for the hosting the training, right? So there's a small uh, transport or a uh, uh, fee for hosting a training, but we're going to build two fences for you. So you get to collect the money on that. That, That's it, 100%. So that's there's so there's different levels of VIP training, then there's uh, hosted trainings, and then those trainings that we have our co instructors. Um, around the country, one of the one of the benefits of being a co-instructor is you get a training at your location for your team, um, at, obviously with zero cost, right? So there's the co-instructor trainings where geographically we get these co-instructors that we come in, work with their team, find time, make that you know, really work on them, and that's open. So some trainings are private, some are open to the public. We don't have the roadmap exactly done yet, sure. but a lot of those dots on there are places that we know we want to hit. Um, but if somebody else pops in and says, "Hey, I want to do a," Host a training in Denver. Well, then we'll kind of reroute that route, swing <laughs> yeah. through Denver and come back up, you know, and figure this thing out. We have time to plan. This is spring of 2023. So we got a little time. Well, I do like that. I see Southwest Missouri on this map. I do we, like that. We, we threw you in there. We were coming right by. I love it. I love we're it. So, those dark ones. so, so Sean, let's say that, let's ask this is uh, if someone wanted to reach out about having either, hosting a training or having a private training, like how, how do they reach out? So we do have a website, mrfenceacademy.com. Well, okay. so uh, we have the Facebook group, or Facebook pages, not group, Facebook pages, Mr. Fence Academy and Mr. Fence Tools. If you go to the Facebook page, Mr. Fence Academy, it got our contact info on there. You can direct message us, which is what a lot of people do. Or my phone number is all over the place. I'll give it to you right now. It's 812-760-6845. Text me, email me, call me. I've had, we had two guys call us while we were driving north of Grand Rapids. I'm driving the RV and talking to them about training events, you know, and <laughs> wanting to get locked in the schedule. I think this year's kind of tight. We're pretty sure. darn full. We have a wedding coming up. We've got, yeah. uh, I'm coaching track right now. We got summer coming in. So we're pretty well. We got, uh, we had East Coast tour we're doing. We're going to go to uh, Toronto um, in, in, in August. In Canada, see Fence Armor down there. They're doing a sponsored training and come down the East Coast. So there'll be a few there. North Carolina, I know we've been asked to. We're going to try to hit that on the way back down. Uh, we're going to be in North Carolina in two weeks, but it's a private training. Uh, we travel a lot for Superior Fence and Rail and do a lot of private trainings for them um, across the country. So, But they reach out. They got a cell number. You got Facebook. Um, email Mr. Fence at GoMrFence.com. Um, I don't think we're terribly hard to get a hold of. No. No, I, well, and if you, if you watch Facebook, then you know exactly how to get a hold of Sean. <laughs> if you're in any one of the fence Facebook groups, right. you know how to find Sean. I'm pretty sure. available. I put myself out there, answer the call, answer messages. I yeah. try to get to everybody. Absolutely. All right. So what is up, Kevin from Landmark Creations? Enjoying the show. Awesome. Good to see you here. I don't know about this question. Can you have a fence in the ocean? I mean, I guess. A floating fence. Right, right, right. I guess. I mean, there's fences all over uh, oil rigs on yeah, top of those well, platforms, and that's in the ocean. Yeah, they call them nets, but you you could have fences <laughs> in the ocean, sure. Uh, what size post do you use for gates? I use four by six or six by six. We use two and a half inch schedule forty. And I use a outside the box thinking on this we just started started this a year 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 and a half ago 
uh, two four by fours uh, married together with timber locks uh, above grade together. And we, we, we like to think of that if you, if, if you don't want to use a steel post, that's a great wood alternative because the four by fours are cross grained. In other words, yeah. they're, they're not going, they have to agree to warp the same direction. Otherwise the one's going to fight the other one. And that was the theory. And we are seeing that actually work like far less warping of the post. And then the splitting and checking and cracking of a six by six is pretty aggressive because of yeah. the diameter of it. So yeah. when you put two four by fours together, um, you have less of that. So cross running, less checking and warping. And then it's actually got more strength. We go 90 degrees to the fence with the four by fours, which is yeah. outside the box thinking, sure. but I want that strength when the gate opens. And so it's seven inches, not five and a half, right. Yeah. Of material. So, um, I got an engineer buddy who wants to do a talk show with me talking about a lot of the stuff, uh, tension, compression, dry packing, the cross graining, and, uh, he will know more technical reasons with that. It's inch and a half sure. me. Um, but, uh, for me, it just, it seems strong and, and working outside the idea, outside of the box thinking, I don't know anyone's ever done this before than, than us here recently. Yep. I like it. I like it. So this is a pretty good illustration about the whole string line thing. So Casey says, we use a string and had a little training session on this yesterday. Had one crew getting close to the string as possible, and the other was holding off a little. So, and, and that's the thing, is both crews use string line, but they use two different, I mean, similar methods, but two yeah. different methods. So each of those fences are going to be a little bit different. Well, then you got the kid that's uh, floating between crews just watching this guy and watching this guy. We had that example yesterday with this location that we were training superior fence and rail we had two foremen very capable building fence but what i heard feedback from the installers and co-foremen the newer guys was well i'm on his team we marked the rails from the ground up and on his team marked the rails down it gets the job done but what happened was one guy was floating between the other crew and forgot what foreman he's working on so he yeah. did it the other way so some of the posts were marked one way and some of the posts were marked the other way and they ran the rails and they were inconsistent, like awful. Yeah. Just because the kid's like, well, that's what he makes me do every day. Like, yeah, but you're not working with him today. And I'm like, this is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. You all need to agree on the plan and you all have to stick to it. Yep. Even if it makes you slower, Mr. Fence Ninja, the common, the overall good for everybody is you need to adapt to one plan that everybody can perform. The weakest link is what drives your ship. So does this no good that you're a super ninja? We yeah. got to make the guy that's the slowest guy on your team as fast as possible. That's as good as we're going to be. Yep. Again, it has to be repeatable. Yeah. You have to be able to repeat it with different team members on different crews. Yeah. And that, and that talks about, you know, that goes into the whole conversation about the importance of cross training too. Yep. You know, having different guys that can go on to the different crews. Yep. We're kind of getting into that now where the guys in the fab shop are cross training with the production guys. Yep. Uh, just because, Maybe somebody needs a day off to, you know, for whatever reason, they're taking a PTO day or they're taking a vacation day. We might need another team member for, we might need to pull from fabrication or from fulfillment and shipping and send them out on production, yep. you know? So that's, I think that's incredibly important. hundred percent. Chris Steele's with us, gives whoop, us whoop. the whoop whoop and then proceeds to do it on YouTube. Let's go. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you checking in on both platforms. And then he says, Sean, we all know you're definitely way outside the box. Yeah. So Sean is most comfortable outside the box. 
I don't like living in the box. I don't fit well in a box. It doesn't work. I would argue that very little innovation takes place inside the box. Right. It's safe in the box. I don't feel safe right now. I'm a little nervous. A little yeah. nervous. I told Chris Steele about this idea and told him I literally was, I, I, and you know, Josh Rain, those guys, Cannon Johnson, they're all part of the Misfits Academy team. Um, Alex Harris and James Wazell, they just all know about this. And I told them all, I'm, I'm nervous. And they're like, Sean, you'll be fine. Like, this is, this is kind of a big deal. I'm putting a lot of resources in play here. And, uh, sure. you know, but they, they, they uh, have a lot of confidence in me. So it makes me feel better. To, to keep I think on it's a good plan. I really do, and uh, and I think it's giving training to people that need the training the most that maybe can't afford to come into an on-site training. Yep, hundred you know? percent. Which uh, which answers the next or leads into the next question. Stephen Moore would like to know uh, when is the next Mister Fence business retreat? So the retreat is different. We've done two of those so far. So retreat is going to be um, in uh, the first quarter of next year. Okay. We don't have a location yet. We're still trying to get that castle in uh, Lexington. Uh, but we, it may not be big enough. The retreat is business related only. There's yeah. no installation. We're not even talking about digging holes. We're going to spend four days in a mansion with a bunch of fence guys uh, and girls and just discuss the business part of running a fence business period. Um, we've had two successful years so far. We will be doing that again. First quarter. We got fence tech to play with. We got NAFCA to play with. There's other events we got to make sure we are away from, <laughs> and holidays and it's tough. Yeah. And then trying to find the venue for it. We don't want to. The whole concept of the retreat is not at a hotel conference room. Yeah. We don't want yeah. the distractions. You know, so far we've done it at big mansions where there wasn't anything else to do. So we catered breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you're kind of like you're bonding with everyone there and talking fence, like yep. be ready for 18 hour days of talking about fence. Unfortunately, I had a conflict with the last one, but I was there at the one you guys did in Nashville. And I really like that concept because yeah. even in the off time, right yep. between speakers and between sessions, like you're bonding with these other fencing professionals yep. in a group setting. Yep. You know, yep. So you're having sub conversations, you're having, you know, smaller breakout sessions, that sort of thing. Yep. I like this concept a lot. I do. Yep. And if this next one, if, if we can make it work, I will be there. Absolutely. I'll let I you got know. a lot out of it. It's a, it's a lot of work on our end trying to plan all these events. I oh, wish yeah. we had them forecasted out further. People ask all the time with the next one. I'm like, I don't know. We're flying by the seat of our pass. <laughs> Pants right now. <laughs> that one here. That one here. We're going over here. Oh, geez. It's a lot. We'll yep. get more uh, organized. We just hired two more people full-time onto the academy team. Nice. So that's going to help tremendously because uh, my team was wearing a bunch of hats. I was, Heather was, but as we're going now, we have two, two more dedicated uh, people on our team. One will help with accounting with our people that we coach. And nice. then the other one's dedicated to creating video content so we can get more lessons out there um, packaged up for our people that are interested in that. I like it. Casey Hilton had a point. Yep. Trying to eliminate helpers by training them all to be installers. Right. I think that's incredibly efficient. We had, you know, that's what yesterday we had guys doing things that uh, they wouldn't normally do. And I told the instructor, you know, the, uh, the foreman, they need to learn it. We don't, you know, like, well, he's an installer. I know, but one day he'll be a co-foreman and then he'll be a, a, a foreman. So let's start teaching him now how to run rails, how to run pickets, how to splice a picket, how to do the, like that. He's not, he's not just a helper. Like, no. Teach, teach, teach. teach. 
everything. Well, and him understanding that will make him a better helper. Right. Like if he can True. understand the process and the True. why, yep. Yep. it'll help him. He'll be a better helper until he's able to step up into one of those other positions. You're right. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Dr. Freck says, I vote the castle in Lexington. It's super nice and it's pretty close to me. Yep. Well, then if Dr. Frex votes, it's got to be Castle now. I mean, Dr. Frex has spoken. He's well, she's coming back from shopping. Uh-oh. A bunch of bags. How, how many people did she need to bring with her to carry the bags? That's the important question. My hands hurt like crazy. Are, are they delivering the bags? That's the dangerous question. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. I don't know. I don't know. You might you might be up to something. Oh, look right. at all, oh my goodness. <laughs> got to add another training but sean some of that's for you hopefully oh like, yeah. so maybe about me a shirt that's how that's how taylor always smooths it over she like she knows what she's doing she shows me the stuff she got for me first she's like see i got you this shirt i got a blue shirt i i this is what i'm talking about yeah uh-huh they <laughs> they show you the things for you first and they're like and i got some other stuff too but you yeah. don't want to see that Oh, socks, blue socks. Oh, nice, nice. That's it. That's it. <laughs> team blue, team blue. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. And some other stuff. There's, yeah. there's some other stuff, but you wouldn't want to see that. I'll just go yeah. ahead and put that up. <laughs> we don't want to see that. We cool. might be stuck. I know. We're currently stuck. <laughs> oh. Well, let's do this. Let's let's view the video for just a few minutes. You let me know right. when you're ready to stop. We can talk about it. And then I'll let you get, get out of here so that as soon as you get a break in the uh, parking, I, I think you guys can hightail it. Yeah, this parking lot's packed. I think we might have failed miserably. <laughs> We're learning. We shouldn't have parked. It, we parked in the back of the parking lot, but yeah. yeah. All right. This back. is a video from the retreat. Uh, this was the opening piece of the retreat. Uh, this, what was that? Last year. Last year. Langley, Kentucky. I can't remember what year it is. This yeah. year. This year. <laughs> Earlier this year. Yeah. This year's retreat. Uh, so we just released this on YouTube. So you guys can watch the full video, full video uh, yourselves, but let's just. Sure. Uh, do now and, and kind of set this up for us so again you're in you've rented this mansion of a place and so a, you set up some dedicated operations training yeah so it was a thirty-five thousand square foot house <laughs> right yeah <laughs> indoor pool all this stuff right so and then they have a theater room which is like it literally has a like a dance floor like literally has a stage stage right. lighting two bars in the back of the theater room like this is a house and it was a, it was a uh, doctor couple that husband and wife that built it for them. I don't know, so they don't live there anymore, obviously. Um, but this is the uh, the first morning of the first day of me just kind of giving the the thought of what's getting ready to happen for four days because most of these guys have no idea. Some of them sure. are retiring from the previous year, so they know completely what we're getting ready to go down. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this is just a little clip from uh, from the beginning of that, and then me talking about um, get out of the driver's seat. Nice. In your business. See if we can make this work. I mean, where I came from in the fence industry, I'm not real proud of at times. I mean, I was the guy that would work, Colin, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I'd work 17, 18 hours a day in the wrong damn direction because I thought if I just work real hard, there's no quit in me, I'll be successful. No, you'll be tired. <laughs> And you'll be a hard worker. Put me against the best of them, I promise. You put me in a room of hard work, let's go. Hard work does not equal results. I'm telling you. It is not a one-for-one. One. You need hard work, 
for results. Don't get me wrong, but you can hard work in the wrong direction just as easy. Has that not happened to, ha to you guys before? Have you not busted your ass? I'm like, well, that didn't turn out like I thought it was gonna turn out. But I worked hard. Yeah, yeah. It, we gotta be smart about it, right? So this whole week, I want you guys to be thinking about challenging what I'm saying. Not just me, but Matt says, and Todd says, and, and Tony says, and Super Sam over there says, I always call you Sir Sam, I don't know why. Super Sam says, Hello. right? Cannon and Chris are gonna share ideas. Colin's gonna be sharing things up here. You really need to listen to what they're saying and don't, like, <coughs> there's a difference between just hearing it and feeling it, okay? And some people are better at speaking, they can deliver that message better, but I challenge you to really listen to what they're trying to say and feel it and take a nugget away, pay attention. If you guys do that this five day, four days, your wheelbarrow will be full of freaking nuggets. When you get back, you won't even know what to do with them. You'll be looking through them trying to, I don't know where to start. There's so much valuable content here, but it's not going to get, be given to you in a handout. Notice that. I'm not gonna give you a handout that you can take home and read when you don't have time, you'll never read it. It won't happen. So Cheers I challenge you to stay focused, yep. stay in, in, engaged here in the time and the now. Uh, we're all here, we shut down our lives, travel across the country to be here. So invest into it, okay? Part of the journey, 100% perspective. Get out of it what you put into it, okay? Here we go. I'm gonna talk about one of the number one, uh, how would I quantify this? The most important step you need to take in your business today, right now, and my belief to move from owner operator to entrepreneur, spirit, company. So before I go into that number one step, let me tell you what I'm talking about. Owner operator, you guys get a drink if you want, just move around. Owner operator is the guy working his tail off in his business that is digging holes, that is selling jobs, talking to customer, ordering material, everything. Owner operator, he's badass, he's a fence ninja. Like we gotta build a really cool fence, we're calling that guy, all right? He owns his job, doesn't know it, but he owns his job. He works a ton of hours, that's uh, an owner operator. Talented, great guy, we need him in the industry. Then you have the entrepreneurial list or the serial entrepreneur, okay? This guy pulls levers and pushes buttons, motivates, uses his mouth to move a machine that builds fence, all right? Lots of fence, great fence, but maybe not uh, the most craftsman ninja super fence guy, okay? But he can move a mountain of fence, all right? So those are their two different pieces. Think about that right now. Put yourself in a bucket. We can probably Which stop there. Are you living? And let them let them watch the rest of it again. Number one way, I think you can go move from owner operator to entrepreneurialistic business. I'm going to give you guys that in that video. Um, if you really want to move, some people just want to live in an owner operator, and that's fantastic. And I'll talk yeah. about it. awesome. Like that's not me. Right? It's not. Yep. I, and a lot of guys, it's not them either, but they don't know how to move from one to the other. Well, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think a lot of guys get stuck there. So I think the natural progression is uh, they probably worked for someone else at some point. They learned the trade. They saw the business run from their perspective, right? And they saw all this business and all this money. And uh, 
I'm going to go get that money myself. Yeah. Fair. That's fair. Do better for yourself. I get it. Uh, and then they, so they go out on their own and they know building fence. So they build a ton of fence, but then they're like, Ooh, what happens when the phone rings? Because in their prior experience, someone was there to answer the phone. Wasn't them. It was someone else. And what happens? So now I've got a helper. How does payroll work? I don't know. They had someone that did payroll, you know, back at my old job and just on and on, on marketing. Uh Oh, there you go. Marketing and the whole thing is, you know, they get stuck in that place and I think, and here's one of the reasons I think it's hard to move from owner operator to business owner. And I think, well, business operator, maybe let's say that they own, I think you're right. When you say they own a job, they, they, they've got a glorified job. Right. And, but how, but to transition, you have to start hiring other people that don't directly build fence. And that can be scary. Right. You can't hear me. Brandon, can you hear me? All right, so maybe we lost. You can hear me. Okay, so Braden can hear me. Let me try. Can you hear me now? Guys, leave a comment below if you can hear me. Maybe. Well, because Sean, you blipped out there for a second, so maybe something. I don't know. Can anybody out there in Wonderland hear me? Braden, can you hear me here? Where are you watching, Braden? Okay. But you can't hear Sean either? All right. So we hear you. We hear you, not Sean. Okay. So maybe, so Sean, maybe try backing out and then coming back in. Um, I don't know. Okay. So I'm going to type you a note. There it goes. Okay. So, all right. So what I was saying though, is I think it's hard for some folks to transition from being owner operator to being a business operator to operating their business. So working. All right. Here we go. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Gotcha. All right. There you are. There I don't know what happened. Hey, technology is great when it works. Oh, <laughs> I guess there's too many people in this small parking lot taking up the bandwidth right now. Yeah, they're they're, they're soaking up all the 4G. We're getting swarmed by people in this park. Well, you can't see. But yeah, we're getting swarmed. <laughs> but I, I could hear you. I heard you. I just couldn't respond. Okay, yeah. So basically the point was they're they're having to hire people um that are that don't directly drive revenue. Right. Right. So <laughs> the the person that answers the phone, whether you call them a receptionist, whatever you'd like to call them, the person that answers the phone when it rings doesn't directly drive revenue. Now they're important. They indirectly drive revenue because having a nice, cheerful voice on the other end of the phone is a good first impression. That's right. right? Because so, so sometimes I'll return guys calls like guys leave messages or emails or whatever. And then I'll I'll return the call. And so I'll call them and it'll be Agme fences, Joe. And then you can hear like nail guns going in the background <laughs> yeah. and they're kind of out of breath because they just ran to somewhere that was a little bit less noisy. That's right. right? Yeah. And, you know, imagine that from the customer's perspective. You know, that doesn't, it isn't totally bad, but it could be better. However, if a cheerful voice answers, Acme Fence, this is so-and-so, how can I help you? Hey, is so-and-so there? Absolutely. Let me yeah. pat you through. 
or whatever. That's a better look, right? It's a better first impression. So it indirectly drives revenue. You'd be more, I would be more likely to do business with someone that their phones answer professionally rather than someone who's out of breath on a roof, whatever. Um, So, but that's the hard part, right? Is transitioning to business operator. You have to start hiring people that don't directly drive revenue. And you have to take yourself out of directly driving revenue. That's right. That, so I like to control things. That's my nature. <laughs> I'm I'm the best at doing the thing. Just let me do it, right? Yeah. That's hard for me to handle. Like when we start a new division or new department, whatever, I like to do it because I developed the process and I figured out. And then it's almost, I'm trying to be better at this. I really for sure am. But it's almost like, so I'll, I'll get one of our team members, like you're the new person, right? Great. But then I keep doing it. And they're like, hey, I... So you told me I was yeah. going to be the person, but just I just help it. you. Like yeah. you need to leave and let me be the person that does the thing. It's hard to do. It it's is. Hard. It hard. really is. I mean, and it's not saying anything about the team member, right? Like literally, like I love the place we're in right now because all we have is rock stars. We've whittled out. All we have is rock stars. So the person I'm handing it to is incredibly qualified they could probably do it better than I can. That's right. That's right. But it's but it's a control thing. I'm like, ah, but I want to hold it a little bit longer. Let me just hold it a little bit longer. But that didn't happen overnight, Joe. And no. so you went through a journey where the person you were handed off to was not a rock star. And so yep. these guys, when they move, they're going to experience that. And they're going to be very difficult to trust somebody that's learning themselves. And that's going to cost money and time and, and things are going to happen. But they can't become a rock star immediately. So that's right. The price that has to be paid. It's a journey you have to take. It's a commitment you have to make to help them become a rock star. And I understand they're going to mess some shit up. Yeah. And they're not going to do it the way you would have done it. That's part of the journey. I've had to learn that the hard way that done is better than perfect. Right. Love when you say that. Yeah, I remind myself that yeah, it's not perfect, but guess what? It's done. And if Sean King would have been in charge of that, it probably still would be done. Right. Well, right. Because <laughs> listen, if we could take this camera and, and travel down to my desk, it is a hot mess. Right. Right. Like it is like it's got everything on it. Like just there's a dozen different things that are on that desk, different dozen different projects. Right now we're into e-commerce and shipping fulfilling. So that's the thing I'm in right now. And the rest of the stuff is just kind of waiting for me to have an extra little bit of attention. So the, the number I've heard is if you can find someone that does something to 75 to 80% of you, of what you call perfect, that's when you hand it off. I can go with that. It frees you. If they can do 75 to 80% of your version of perfect, that's when you hand it off and you let them do it. Uh, yep. To your point, they've got to learn somehow. Right. They're going to stumble. They're going to trip and fall. But here's another place that I struggle. It's easier to say, well, here, just let me do it real quick. Uh-huh. I, I got that. No problem. Let me just. It's the wrong. That is the wrong answer. That that video gives you some great explanations. That video we just watched. I go mm-hmm. into detail on that journey and what that's going to look like and what to expect and how to react to it and. Uh, with with some analogies and some, I mean, yeah, it's worth 25 minutes to listen to that, watch that video because I'm gonna go into detail about that. Uh, 
don't go down there and try to fix it. That ship has sailed. Yeah. Well, it, and by letting the team member fix it, you also teach them how to fix it. Well, we only learn by failure. We grow by fail. Fail forward, fail fast, fail often. There you go. Got to be there okay with it, though. So. Yeah, I like it. Uh, the, Aloha. So Josh was saying the Academy was eye-opening for me and Bridger, my son, who is second-generation fencer. Thank you, Mr. Fence Academy, for the win. Yeah, he was there at that uh, retreat. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Josh. Steven's got a good point. So do not mistake movement with progress. You can run in all the place. You can run in place all day and not go anywhere or not go nowhere. Says Denzel right. watching. Yep. Solid point. Or in your in in your example, you can run be running in the wrong direction. That's true. Absolutely. And the wrong direction. Further away from where you need to be. <laughs> Casey Hey Casey Helen says we are stuck there. Slowly moving forward, but I'm dragging a partner. Yep. That happens. That happens. Uh, let's see. Scanning down. Casey Ellen says, yep. All right. Uh, Divine Fence is here. Hey, Sean and Joe, how are you guys? What's up? Doing very well. Doing very well. So Casey's got a, got a good question. What do you do when you have a rock star that hits a decline when you hire another rock star? So competing rock stars. Mm-hmm. My first question would be, that first rock star may not have been a, as much of a rock star as you thought, because now you have a comparison. Yeah. Right? Yep. And if, if that person doesn't want to grow, the first rock star doesn't want to grow and become better because the second rock star is making them look bad or intimidating them, or they're being judged against them. Then we need to relook at that first rock star and say, mm, maybe they were getting the job done, but if they're not willing to grow with us, they're probably not the best team member. We want people to push themselves outside their comfort zone. We want to be okay with someone else pushing the envelope and you got to play catch up now. That's fine. Like create an environment. That's okay. Don't let, don't create an environment where the first rock star is being backed against the wall and, and, and you're comparing to make them feel bad, like give them an opportunity to win, give them training, give them benefits, give them, make it okay that sure. they're not as good as the newest rock star, but you can improve. Like you have to create an environment, Casey, that allows them both to win and succeed at their different paces. Yeah. And, and so Casey follows that up. It says, I don't compare them with each other. I think you just lost confidence and could be, could mm -hmm. be, you know, and so Casey, I, I think one of the one of the points Sean made is is true in that is did he decline or his is he being outshone? Or is you the know? bar just now raised? He may not have declined, but yeah. now the new rock star has the bar here and you're comparing here like that was okay before, but I'm not okay with that performance now. Sure. Because you know we don't know, we don't know until we learn what we didn't know. And this is life. So yeah, everything uh, is gonna come that way. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I mean, maybe he did lose confidence. Maybe he thinks, maybe he thinks that the second rock star is being brought on to replace him. Right. And so That's he's like, problem. wait a minute, why is this a competition all of a sudden? You need to educate them that, that this is helping our team grow better for everybody. Like, right. Yeah. Right. If we they need feel more rock stars. If, yeah, if they feel threatened that this person better than them going to take their job, then that's a nasty mix. Like, yeah. you just don't want that. Yep. Yep. Well, because then, then they're then the team isn't working together; it's working against each other. That's right. You know, then it's an unhealthy. Comp I think I think companies need healthy competition. Yep. I think they need a scoreboard so everyone knows what the score is and how they can make the score better. 
but unhealthy competition is when the team is fighting with each other or when they right. when they feel like they're competing with each other um there can definitely be an un- unhealthy mix in there for sure yep. the first thing we do when we're when we even announce that we're going through another hiring round is we need more rock stars right so usually we'll do it final friday i do lunch with all the guys and and gals and we're sitting around a table going look around we're all rock stars here. We need more people that are like us. This yep. table needs to grow because we're doing this, that, and the other thing. We need to grow. And we can't all do more, right? So we need more people to help pull to help pull the line sort of thing. So I think probably some of it is setting it up, right? Set, setting up the scenario for why there's more rock stars coming on board information expectations they all need to be in the loop what the plan is in the same boat rowing the same direction yeah communication yep. communication john says it right here multiple rock stars just mean the band will be more legendary boom and i love right. it because this is coming from one of our rock stars so right. so john Good. is he's in our fab shop so so john actually he came from an entirely different field of work so he came from just an entirely different field of work. So now he's, so he was working. So really we bring everyone in that's in-house or on our product that works in the business, not out in the field. Uh, and as like a material handler. So unloading trucks, loading trucks, it's a pre-staining boards, helping fabricating, helping shipping fulfillment, help everything here on building and grounds to get a feel for what everyone likes. Well, John picked up on welding. He's like, I want to learn how to weld and to be a good welder. And by golly, John's been with us for, John, don't hate me. I want to say it's two months, two or three months. So not, not a long time. <laughs> right. Right. But he's now Matt's like number two guy on welding. Awesome. awesome. Because John decided this is what I want to do. This is how I want to help the team get better. Yep. Right. And yep. as John puts it, the band is getting more legendary. That's I absolutely like right. Like it. Adam Sims says, I'm learning real quick how much extra help makes a difference on the job site, efficiency and speed wise. I believe Sean has three crew teams. Uh, do you concur, Joe? How many people are on your crews? Ours are, ours are three, three person crews, three to four. Yep. Depend, depends. Same depends on the job. Depends on the man hours. If we, if we have a 40 hour man hour job, we want to do it in one day. We'll put four guys. Yep. I mean, You're going to have to have four. We yeah. generally run three man teams, but that doesn't mean it will always be that way. Sometimes it's a two man team. If it's a 16 man hour job, we'll send two guys. Yep. Yeah. Well, right now, so right now our primary production crew is a two person team just because the third person, the third person moved to Texas. Sometimes that's going to happen. So yep. you want wanted to be a cowboy. So we moved to Texas. I guess where boots. the Cowboys are. So there you go. He probably has a pair of boots like that now. You never know, but uh, no. So three three person team is is kind of where our sweet spot is. I like it. Now the truck the, the truck holds four people, so we could have four people. Actually, I think technically it holds five. There's three three seat belts in the back seat anyway. But three man team three person team is uh, where yep. we're at. Casey says we compete as a whole against previous week totals. I like that a lot. I try not to let them compete directly with each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. In the fulfillment room, I put a calendar, a white, a dry erase calendar up there, and we keep track of how many shipments we made in each day. Right. So the thing, well, one, it helps us track like Mondays are bananas. So we know 
Monday, we just plan on making boxes and sending them. Fridays are slower. So we make boxes ahead of Monday anyway. But it also is a little bit of a competition too. Like, hey, last Monday, we got 30 some odd packages out. Like, let's get more. Like, how do we get more packages to go out the door? We in Casey's in Casey's example, we don't say, well, Eric sent this many and Joe sent that many, right? Like that's not healthy. I don't I don't know that that you don't compete against each other, right? But you want the team to win. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. So Casey, I like this a lot. Competing as a whole against previous week's totals, I like that. Who was telling me this story? Oh, um, I was out at Burgandy. The manufacturers of the uh, chain link weaver were bringing in. So, hit what he when they have someone buy a machine first off, he says, here's what you do. You get a piece of chalk. And when you come in, you write on the floor, the previous day's number of rolls. And that's the number you got it. You want to erase that number. If you don't erase the number, then that number's, you know, that state that is there. the highest yep. roll. And eventually, eventually you're not going to erase the number anymore, but you're always competing with the previous, previous goal, right? Or the previous high. Oh, I like it, Casey. Welcome for the feedback. John says, oh, well, daggummit. John says, going on four months now, looking into many more. You were you were close. I was close. John, it feels like just yesterday. It feels yeah. like just yesterday. Time flies when you're having fun. But, no, I, I mean it when I say, like, we're in a really good spot. Um, and, and I want other people to be there because, I mean, you need – that's a whole different discussion too, Sean, is where was I listening? I was – maybe Dan Wheeler's pod, podcast, they were talking about this, about keeping on, like, keeping on the, a B player, right? Just because you need production and just because you need, it pulls everybody down. Yeah. I, yeah, I think you get it's more tough. done when you cut the B player when it's nothing but the A team than you do keeping that B player around. That's you know, a it's, tough one. It is because there's production. I mean, even a B player is is producing, right? Not yeah. as much as the A player, not as much. But I think what happens is when rock stars see that, they're like, wait. Well, if if he's only outputting this much, and I'm put it outputting this much more, but we're both working the same schedule. We're both why am I why am I being a rock? You know, why am I a rock star? I could just do that. Yep. Right. And and you're allowing to set that precedent. You're allowing it to happen. Yep. 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 Absolutely. 100%. So we trimmed it all out. It's dumb. But anyway, Sean, I tell you what, we've made it two hours and 18 minutes. Uh, um, let's. I need to. Yeah. Start wrapping up. <laughs> your, your tools team here has something to tell you. The tools, the tools are always, are always watching. watching. <laughs> Look at that new logo. What do you think about that guy? What's that? So we changed the logos. You see the logo there? Yeah, I like it with the thumper. Yeah, yeah he's got the thumpers, got gloves on now, has a hard hat on now. Mr. Fence Academy logo is a little bit different. He's got an I iPad like in his hand now and he got a little polo shirt on. So yep. I like it. From, I like it. Gregory's yep. Fence and Deck has a question. Suggestions on the best way to cut a B player. Have one we've always been hanging on to for a while. So I watched this movie. Um God, what is it called? It's a baseball movie. Um, I don't know where. So the GM is training like his assistant on how to cut players. And he's like, all right, you're going to cut me and go. And he's like, well, listen, you've been playing really well. You've had a great season. Unfortunately, we're going to have to move you. You've been sent down to this other team and 
and we don't think this is a reflection on you. It's just where we need. And and the guy's like, stop. Cut the chase. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you got to rip the band-aid off. You sit down, yeah. you say, so and so, you've been traded to so and so. Please get in touch with so and so, and they will make your travel arrangements. Any questions? <laughs> no questions. Because he's like, here's the thing: is if I, if I'm going to shoot you, you want to get shot three times in the body and bleed out, or one time between the eyes, be done. <laughs> the guy's like, is that my? Is that are those my choices? I don't want oh, those to God. be my choices. But yeah. no, but that's the thing: is like you don't want you don't want to drag that out. You don't yeah. want it. so. That's how we do it is, you know, and unfortunately we've had to do this recently is we've had to say so-and-so unfortunately, you know, you and the team just aren't a good fit moving forward and we're going to have to let you go. Right. Here's your final check. It is for, you know, in this case, it was for the remainder of the hours in the week. I think that's fair. Here's a, for, here's a full check showing the remainder of the hours. Uh, we got to let you go. We recently had the situation called one of our Academy, uh, uh, companies we coach and they had a similar situation come up. It's actually was a, a B player and a friend. And oh, uh, that's harder. Uh, we got, we got to cut it. So, uh, but give them, give them up. We agreed a one month um, pay. Okay. It is today. There's a month where you get you on your feet. No hard feelings. Just, just holding us back. Let's go send yeah. it. And I think that's the most amicable way to do it. Like yeah. don't true them over. Like I'm going to help. No. There's, this is a, this, I've allowed this to happen. You've allowed this to happen. It's happened. We got to move on. Here's a whole month's worth of pay. Yep. We're done. See ya. We're, we're going a different direction. Yep. Yep. And those conversations don't go as bad as you think they're going to. You know what I mean? Like, if you're like, like, I role play this in my mind the whole night before. I'm like, oh gosh, it's going to turn into this or that or the other. And it never does. Yeah. You know, usually they're not, usually they're surprised. They're not expecting it, but you know, if they're a B player, they're probably not real happy. Anyways, everybody wants to win yeah. and yeah. B players know they're B players and they know that the other ones are rock stars and they team. They know they don't fit. You, you're, they're looking for an opportunity out. They're not going to be yeah. quitters. Oh, I'm going to quit. So you're actually, yeah, that's why they're happy. It's a win win. A lot of the times they know, they know. It's not right for them. It's not that they're a bad person, but they don't have the skill set to perform at an A-team level for whatever position you have them in. Sure. Square sure. peg in a round hole. Find a different size hole. Well, and one thing we found is once once you cut and once once they're not a part of the team anymore, there's like a collective sigh from the rest of the team. Yep. You're like a sigh of relief. You're like, oh, okay. Well, you know, and – yeah, usually, so me and their direct report have had this conversation. Like, we don't – there will be conversations before this decision's made. It's not a decision you make lightly, but um, but usually yeah. everyone else kind of sees it coming. Yeah, everyone yeah. else is like, yep, that makes sense. Yeah, and so How that's something I've had to be better at. I have, I have been – I've given second and third and fourth and fifth chances across the board, and – Ultimately, that's not fair to everyone else. You know, I mean that—that's the thing. Like it does. Yeah, Done the anyway. same thing. I—I I, I have to fight it all the time. It, it, but it's not good for the team. It really, really isn't. James Mahone says, or man, oh man, James, I'm sorry, I butchered that last name. I'm sure. Hi, Joe. It's hi, Sean. It's James from Liverpool, England. Welcome from across the pond, James. I uh, can't wait to hear your news. Hope it's nothing to do with expanding. Oh, 
Well, good news, James, it's not. It's we, not. Uh, no, no. So the news Nothing was, we've already broke the news, so I can I can share it with you directly. Um, no, Sean's taking Mr. Fence Academy on the road. Now, unfortunately, it's in an RV, and RVs do not go across the pond very well. So he probably will not be uh, ferrying that over to the in, UK. In yeah, nope. But, but if you make it stateside, he's going to yeah. be pretty much everywhere in the United States <laughs> next year. <laughs> This was a movie, Moneyball. That's absolutely it. Moneyball. So Casey said, friends always end up B players. I don't, I don't know about always, right? Like you hear about some partnerships yeah. between friends that are just massively successful. Uh, I think, well, it's like anything. I think you have to set the correct expectation up front, right? Like, listen, you, you're not getting this job because you're my friend. You're getting this job because I think you are the best choice for the job. Yep. I know from my experience with you in the past that you are a rock star. You're an A-team player. That's why I want you to be a part of the team sort of thing. It, but that's always hard. That dynamic's going to be hard. Just like, you know, so just family. like working for your dad. Yep, family. Yep. yep. It's tough. There, there are some unsaid expectations. There. I know. Yep. So, well, I, I mean, Sean, so you're experiencing this from the other way. Right. So you've got kids working for you. So yep. well, and you've worked with your dad. So you've seen you worked with it both, both sides. And it was a, it was a struggle both ways. My dad and well, I, not so good. My boys and I, I'm conscious of that. I'm trying yeah. to not be my dad. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing. So working for your dad is is actually worse than working for someone that you don't know, because yeah. in my experience now, my dad's a great guy. I don't want to I don't want to say that, but. He had to go out of his way to prove to everyone else that I wasn't getting preferential treatment. Right. Meanwhile, the guys I was working with just assumed I was getting preferential treatment. So it was like, so that meant my dad had to go further out of his way to prove. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, you would not expect anyone else here to do this, but right. you're expecting me to do this to prove that you're not giving me preferential treatment. You yeah. know, and it's just, yeah. Not a fantastic no. experience. Been there. But I'm better for it now. It, it built but, character. That was what my granddad always said. Suck it up. You're building character. Suck it up, buttercup. Well, Heather just showed up with more bags. She went back no, in and shopping. <laughs> so this so, is kind of an interesting it, thought. Stephen Moore says, put them on a waiver. It says Weaver. Bye bye waiver once they start slacking like the NFL. Oh. I don't Free know. Trade. So right, I think that's I think that's prolonging it. <laughs> I think you either you either cut them or you don't. Yeah. You know, I think that's, I think, I think prolonging it just sets the wrong precedent. You know, I, I think yep. one guy's opinion, but well, Sean, we've made it basically two and a half hours. Look at that. Look at we us. Said, we said, let's hold this to an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, and that's if we good. keep this going any, any longer, Heather's going to go get more bags. Yeah. So oh, we're stuck here. We are well, blocked in. Well, there's no room. But yeah, but Sean needs to go play defense on the shopping, though. Oh. Like, you know, like it's you. You've gone undefended for too long on the shopping yeah. spree here. We got for how we get these cars out of here. I'm literally blocked in. Yeah. Oops. You just need to put on an orange vest and start directing them out of the way. Like you're out of here. You got to go. <laughs> Sean, yes. thank you so much. I'm so excited to watch this un unfurl. Uh, this whole plan put into action. And I'm also like, I, w 
I think we will be talking more in the near future about this uh, motor coach idea because the more yep. I think about what we're doing, it makes they, I'm sure they fought, they make an orange one. Uh, well, and if not, I bet that we could wrap it. I bet we could wrap that thing in orange chrome, and that would That's be right. just fantastic. That's right. But then well, I couldn't take it home. My, Taylor would right. not would not allow that. So yeah. Well, thanks anyway. for having me on. I'm glad I got to share all that stuff with everybody uh, in your world and our world. So awesome. Absolutely. Stuff. Together we get better. So guys, check out the Mr. Fence tools linked below in the description. Well, depending on where you're watching on YouTube, it's in the description, Facebook and LinkedIn. It's in the first comment below. Um, also check out Mr. Fence ever. Just search Mr. Fence on YouTube. You will so, find content there. Up so there. yeah, Mr. Fence Academy has a YouTube channel and the and Mr. Fence tools has a YouTube channel. So check out both of those and then Mr. Fence Okay. For more Academy information. So very good. All right. John, thank you Thanks, so much guys. for coming on I'll guys out there. I'm Joe Evers, the fence expert reminding you the good fences make good neighbors and I'll see you next week. See ya.